Wilson Hall presents Forgotten Futures with John Hancock as the GM. Has anybody has anybody got a um, a, a sort of GM friendly crazy <laughs> of the? Uh, you know, would you like to sort of? Um, we I mean, are investigating the disappearance of Donald Gray and Rupert Mills, um, who are school children who worked at Malcolm Balcom's Cornish witchcraft bookshop. Why? I'm sure that's wrong, isn't it? Of general sort of store. Yeah, he's a general. Right. He, just, he just gets in the weird stuff for you, but he did get in a book on Cornish witchcraft. So, I, I mean, it is literally true that he is a seller of Cornish witchcraft books. Well, book. it is true. Book is the thing. <laughs> book. It's such a exaggeration. He's broken your He's not going to have that on the. Uh... Oh, hello, you've gone black. He's not going to have that over the door. He's, he's definitely going to be sticking to, you know, booksellers and tobacconists sort of thing. Uh, fair enough. Um, simultaneously, we had uh, encountered a crack in the road being investigated by Silas Merriweather, who is the director of the Historical Society. And the two uh, A plot and B plot converged, if you like, when it was discovered that the mysterious alabaster lifelike statues buried in the ground, recently buried in the ground, it seems, were of Rupert and Donald, as uh, well as... Among other people who seem to have gone missing, or at least consistent with ages and sexes and things. Yes, we don't know for sure, but there was a man and a wife, and there are bits of a man and a wife... Uh, a man and a wife. God. A, woman, a man and a woman, <laughs> I believe. Um, and uh, an old well, tramp... Again, Edwardian period, you can probably assume she's of a certain age, she's bound to be a wife. Not, I'm very much not what my character would assume. Though, but, not, uh, not as true as it'll be in 1920, but... Well. Um, and also a, 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 a tramp had disappeared. And bits of people matching the, these vague physical descriptions have been found in the ground. We've identified at least one of them as Donald, and I think, and at least one Rupert as well, potentially. Um, uh, yeah, I think you're, you're pretty ahead on the uh, identification. And we are fairly sure, because we are, after all, investigators in the abnatural, that there has been some form of supernatural petrification involved rather than a rogue serial killer slash sculptor. Well, you see, you're assuming that they're actually dead. I mean, these could just be sculptures of people who've been abducted. Could be. Well, I mean, that's the other option, but we felt the the difficulty of procuring recently a large quantity of what we assume is alabaster and then carving it within the three days or so that some of these people have been missing and then burying them in the ground, which is going to take, I don't know, a night. It just seemed to stretch credulity more than someone turning them to stone. At, but, the, at the very least, these statues have been made by uncommon means. 
And talking of uncommon means, we, we are also suspicious, because we, we are essentially conservative and dislike change, of Gentry's <laughs> Emporium of the Occult, which has... So you're not suspicious because it's called Gentry's Emporium of the Occult. You're suspicious because it's new. It has replaced a perfectly good fish and chip shop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it... it Frankly, I'm a little surprised that he thinks he can make a profit here, but he thinks he can. He, he's selling all sorts of occult stuff, which, to the best of our knowledge, which admittedly is not great, seems to be the real thing. There is potentially a market, what with there being a group of investigators into the abnatural, you would think, well, why have they set up in this town? He hasn't yes, seen we, our we do account, seem there's no be... way we can keep him afloat, we can barely keep ourselves afloat. <laughs> I was going to say, if, if, our key, if his key demographic is us then then he has really not thought through his business plan but that uh, yeah i we have no evidence of any kind linking mr gentry to this statuary and my word if, if people could be done up for no evidence of any kind they'd, they'd have had a much shorter investigation of what happened to the regimental silver <laughs> um i uh so i don't i don't know on what grounds we would suspicious sus, suspicion um as the, the youth say nowadays. Um, <laughs> oh, he's dead to Spish, isn't he? Grand he is. He's well Spish. Spish. Well Spish. Spish. Yeah. Okay. Check that geezer. Lefty. Well, as well long as he's not also Welsh, then we're fine. What's with the sinister tableau behind you at the empty... Put the buggy and the... <laughs> that, that wasn't there before. <laughs> Sapphire and steel, really. There used to be a buggy in this house, but it died ten years ago. (laughs) This very night. (laughs) Of a burning Christmas tree. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, I don't know what our next move is. We have potentially bodies. We have no motive that we understand it. We were working on the theory that someone might be testing some kind of abnatural weapon. We, we can't stuff. track these people to their point of disappearance. We, we have no evidence of what happened to them between their being seen and either their transformed bodies or a copy of their, a transformed copy of their bodies turning up. I, I do note that there is no internal structure in these. Statues. We did. So one other theory we had was perhaps they have been teleported into a block of stone, and something got displaced out. Like everyone else into your theory. <laughs> well, it's, a, <laughs> it's an idea. Something's going to get displaced. Um, You've also uh, been to the police, of course. We have been to the police. And, and got on surprisingly well with them. Uh, and we mentioned our theories. I think, did we well, mention? I think we did. I, they I, used I, to our slightly out there theory. Probably happy because you do keep some of the weirdos away. <laughs> I think I think we're soft peddling the weird side of our theories and saying, look here, even in conventional police terms, there is clearly something a bit if you're going on. It's a lot of disappearances for a town this size, etc. And it is definitely in some way linked to these statues, whatever our theories are. And the the statues look like the people who've gone missing. Yeah, so even if it is a mad sculptor, he knows something. So I wondered if it would have to be someone nearby, but uh, I think Roger or, or the uh, um, uh, 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 Francis um, pointed out that uh, Benjamin, I think his name. Is. Yeah, I call him Francis. Sort of affectionate nickname, which doesn't really seem to have caught on by by anyone else. Um, <laughs> I, I 
friends but you don't like out... calling you M's, so it's all swings and roundabouts. It's when it creeps it? into ME, baby, that I really have a problem. <laughs> and the professor hates being called pumpkin balls, so you see nicknames, they've really got to find their level, I think. Yeah, but you haven't seen them. Um... <laughs> Lots of beta carotene. So, um, <laughs> where do we have leads, gentlemen? I, I don't know that we have any at all. Is there some? Uh, we, there's no. Like, well, I think we asked this last time. There's no kind of way of finding abnatural residue, or certainly no simple way that we. Can I tried. So, so I tr- I tried to see if there was any sort of mag- mag- uh, magical residue or anything. Um, there might be. I haven't got. Oh, well, we don't my, know. My my first attempt at making some homemade equipment didn't work. However, that's fine because um, if at first you don't succeed, basically blow the university budget by try, 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 try again. As long as it's the university. <laughs> you do. You're pretty certain that you can trace. Um, some elements of, of abnatural um, residue. You're not sure it's universal, and the main problem you've got at the moment is that you've only got evidence of this where you've known where you are and what you, you know, you're at the site of a haunting, and there's been something left behind for the next yeah. and this type of stuff. Actually creating a sort of a tracker um, or the equivalent of a Geiger counter, really, it's never been done that you're aware of. Mm-hmm. What's well, never stopped uh, pumpkin balls? Well, there is a difference between hasn't been done, shouldn't be done. Yeah. Can't be done. Well, the only thing that would slow me down is can't be done. That wouldn't slow you down unless you knew it couldn't be done. Can't is not a word for professors. You obviously didn't know some of my professors. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, can't. Sorry, I beg your pardon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, I, uh, I honestly out of ideas uh, unless we do just randomly visit Gentry and um, put him up against the wall well I'll leave that to you well it's, um, it's probably getting late on shops will be closing up shortly yeah. right well I'll go back to do some more researches uh... is it worth going to the new shop because there may be books on um, uh, petrification, um, teleportation. Um, it didn't have much of a library, but we can have a look for sure. We didn't. He's, he's got. He had got some books. You know. Well, we yeah, we did. Well, it's worth it. it then. It's only around the corner from us. We we could do we could do library use in a threatening manner. <laughs> you know, oh, you, you got some books on petrification, have you? That's interesting. <laughs> I, I will point out that library use in a threatening manner is an excellent podcast touch. <laughs> okay, well, I am. Uh, I'm game. Let's head back to as it's on the way. Um, uh, I, I suppose it's only a, a twenty-minute drive. It's only a two-minute walk, but it takes 15 minutes to start yeah, the car. It will mm-hmm. definitely take you 20 minutes in that car. But it's the wave of the future. Mm-hmm. Right, so uh, you, you're going to wander around, are you? Or are you actually taking a car? 
Uh, we are, I forget where we are now. I think we're at the police station. Depending on where we are and how far away it is and what mode of transport we are in, we'll do that and get there. I thought we were at the dig site. <clears throat> I think maybe we are. So probably we do need to drive back. Yeah, I think that was the most recent. Mm-hmm. Okay, just for a second. Right, sorry, beg your pardon. You're doing what with the, uh, the doodah? We're driving back and parking driving. the car at our house, at, at the not at our house, at the office, uh, at Moody and Gray's, and then walking round to Gentry's. Okay, um, it is getting a bit late on. A few shops are still open, but most places seem to have closed. And it does look, as you round the corner, as if Gentry's is closed up and the gate is closed across the front of it. Oh, it a little sort of step in to the doorway and there's a, an iron gate that locks in front of that. Oh well. Um. Yes, now if, if any of us, if any one of us were both a thief and overconfident. I, I mean, gentlemen, we didn't really have any, we were just going to ask if he had any books. So that, yes, that's my problem. I, to... I have the skills but I'm not entirely daft. Mm-hmm. I don't really see any reason for us to break into the shop. Mm. I'm sorry to say you're probably right. <laughs> While we're here, I have never heard a discussion along these lines in game. <laughs> 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 we need a reason for breaking the shop, do we? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. While we're uh, here, why don't we go and have a look to see where those um, bo- um, where the belongings were discarded, which is just around the corner? Mm-hmm. By the grocers, I believe. Okay, um, let's just have a look. Opposite side of the road, I think, a few doors up down by the alleys. That's right. Uh, there are some bins down there, and there's a bit of rubbish piled up, and uh, some you know, broken um, old brush heads, that kind of thing. How is Edwardian bin collection? Presumably it's quite a lot better than 21st century bin collection. Every 17 oh, seconds. <laughs> Uh, what happens is a essentially a horse-drawn dust cart rolls up to the end of the alley, and a bloke dressed like Dick Van Dyke, uh, not in one of his medical roles, um, <laughs> walks down, picks up the bin on his back, and then tips it in. There are no bin bags, there are no wheelie bins, just a lot ah. of people with Are they metal? But I, I suppose it's not that it matters. I... Galvanised no. zinc. Mm. Galvanized zinc, man. Wow. They're, um, uh, they're metal bins because, of course, they put ashes in them. Yeah. Okay. That's why all bins say that no hot ashes. a complete lack of uh, viable thermoplastics at this period. Um, you could make them out of celluloid, but you wouldn't want to. When's Baconite? <laughs> Is Baconite 10 years away or something? Something yeah. like that. Celluloid okay. would be very exciting. I always thought, I always loved the fact that they, uh, they made brilliant balls. Yeah. Yeah. Make, oh, just, I think that's just so wonderful. Just makes you, you know, just, are you, well, I need to take a hard shot. So am I feeling lucky? <laughs> I guess what I'm getting at is, is there any likelihood that these bins have not been changed since the discovery? Now that we have got a better idea of what we're actually looking for, where the police yes, might not is, have. There is every likelihood they have not been emptied since the discovery. Right. Um, I will roll my sleeves up. Gentlemen, let's look through well, some no. bins. We don't need to look through the bins. We just need to look around the bins because they weren't actually found in the bins. They were found beside them. Well, well let's have a look everywhere. everywhere. The police have been up here to check the area, as you might expect, because they're not... Okay, 
but we've got a better idea of what we're looking for. Tramp, man, wife, kids. Well, there are none of those in here. You, no. you can't see any... I mean, after about you know, 15, 20 minutes of careful searching without attracting too much attention, you really can't see anything that you think would, would class as discarded clothing or anything like that. Um, I mean, it's unusual. The clothing uh, was sort of uh, cut, sort of slashed, which is odd. <clears throat> but it wasn't as if somebody tried to completely destroy it. There don't seem to be any fragments of cloth as if something's been cut here. Uh, All these like statues were um, naked, weren't they? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Almost like somebody cut the clothing off the statue after it had been formed. Hmm. That's possible. Maybe it so, just turns um, flesh somebody, to stone. Somebody with an arthritic shoulder perhaps find it difficult to get out of their school uniform. I don't know. None, none of the boys were in school uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. But the man in the... Uh, How about Mrs. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Mrs. Cranky, tell me. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> right, well, let's have a peer in um, at the Gentry's shop window while we're going past. All right. Uh, he looks like he's pulled um, a sort of black, of course, shutter down. Uh, so the, the doorway has got the wind- lodge window in it. That's pulled down and it's got closed written on the actual shutter. But you can peer a little bit below it, looking in at the window... It's one of those window displays that you can put stuff in at the back. It doesn't. It's the sort of thing you lean over and do your window arrangement. Right. Yeah. And above that, the rest of the shop is completely open. But again, a curtain or blind seems to have been pulled down, so you can only really see a sort of a, a slit. There is a bit of a glow in there, a very faint blue glow. Um, whether he's got some sort of electric lamp or something like that you're not sure, you can't really see enough I'm going to use my memory to think back to the fortune teller that he'd said had been recently installed in the shop, what did that look like, was it life size? Oh the, yeah, the booth with the, the yeah. fortune teller machine, yeah it was life size, it's, it's as if somebody actually, sit, I mean that, that's the sort of conceit of it it's supposed to look like somebody is sitting yeah, there yeah. Um, and you can see the hands and all that, but obviously there's nothing from the waist down. Um, can I remember what the hands look like? Um, wax. Well, yeah, they looked like a woman's hands, really. They were just sort of around, partly curved around the, the traditional crystal ball. The head was bowed with a veil. Um, it was all in fairly darkish clothes. Um, Didn't look it, at all... It looked a little bit... Sorry? Did it look stony, if I think about it, in the context of what we've been discussing? Uh, no. I mean, again, as as the professor has just suggested, the hands look sort of wax or maybe even painted wood. Mm. Um, I think it's nice to look lifelike, that's the thing. Would there normally be a bit of articulation in these as well, you know, so the hands move a bit, the head nods up and down? They move, yeah, they move They're quite a lot. A bit mechanical. The mouth might move as well, and there would be... Um, uh, a cylinder or a phonograph or something in there. It depends how late and how advanced it is. Yeah. This one seems to be a little bit older, but it would almost certainly make some spooky noises. And yeah. Something else. It's just, if so we're thinking this, you know, this this pog is spish, then, you know, we've got to start to wonder. This pog is spish. 
Yes, I, mean, I, I forget that Emmeline is quite up to date with the the youth speak of the day, and so oh, sometimes slips into the uh, the vernacular of um, Cockermouth right. or wherever we are, so, Malsham. So saying things like mater and pigs at that sort of thing. Oh, or this this pog is spish. And pog um, means pog is a, a gentleman of a possibly ill repute, but you haven't quite decided yet. Oh, okay. I've got to make a note of that. Yeah. Um. So this spish pog, then. <laughs> yeah, this spish pog. Well, we've we've decided he's spish. I mean, he's obviously a pog. Anyone can see that. Anyone with two listeners, and by that I mean, actually, for me, could we just skip the whole spish pog bit for now and okay. concentrate on, on the English language? <laughs> if we're wondering if he's suspicious, this this um. Uh, fortune teller is a new arrival and is apparently broken and is very lifelike. Yeah, he's basically got it in the, you know, as it's sort of creepy things like he's got the, he's got a few skulls and he's got that hand of glory in there, you remember. Yeah. If I mean, one were to have, say, a trench periscope. <laughs> <laughs> That's more like a PT sentence. That's more like it. W- yeah. w- would it seem plausible to, to get a better look inside the place without having to break and or enter? From the front, um, probably not, because although there is a fan light, it's, um, it's a wavy frosted sort of glass. Oh, okay. Fair enough. However, there are almost certainly, um, windows and things at the back. But you'd probably not be looking into the same room. Well, yeah, certainly not. Uh, the the thing I I'm actually curious about anyway is uh, I don't know the backs of these shops. I have li- very little to do with the trades. But uh, do they perhaps have yards for deliveries, things like that? Is it, is. it something we um, might take every, a look at? Every sort of you know four six um, units as it were houses, because these were effectively. You've got a little alley that goes down to the back, and then there is a long alleyway connecting them all. And that is the things like the night soil and the bins, and then every every house, because some of them are actually houses as well as um, units. Uh, they have a yard, mm. so they'll have a, they'll have wooden gates, usually maybe seven feet high, and um, and they would generally open into a cobbled yard or, or um, flags, perhaps. Uh, it seems to me where that might you... might be worth a look. So, where else are you going to put the proofy? Well, yeah, I mean, that would probably be out there. Um, some will have inside privies now, but um, yeah. it would be a recent move. I mean, I'm right in thinking after our conversation with the police, we've effectively been given police investigative powers. So, um. You go on thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's. <clears throat> well, my lord, uh, <laughs> it's like this. I don't have a badge or anything, but. I, try, I tried to I stop him, my lud. I, I once spoke to a policeman, and therefore, <laughs> I his, his magic powers had rubbed off on me. He said that's what he was doing. <laughs> um, it po- will be Pog, Your Honour. Pog. So, you know. P- P-O-G. Pog. Um, yeah, let's, let's give it, let's nip back for a quick repast until it gets dark, and then, well, Nothing and like a spot of B and E to brighten the day. I'm hoping to avoid either. Some, uh, you know, casual clothes, something that's not going to attract attention. I always wear casual clothes because of the invention of the trench periscope. 
I, I'm just bit... a bit obvious. A man walking around looking up his skirt with a trench parachute. What is, is he going to see? <laughs> I mean, it's... one of the fifteen layers of bloopers. Yes, more skirts probably. <laughs> yes, I've met Edwardian gentlemen. Family of four under the <laughs> Emmeline's burglarizing gear. I, I I must admit I picture as black silk bloomers, but maybe that's just me. <laughs> you can picture Emmeline in black silk bloomers all you like, but she is in um, dark trousers. That's really the same thing at this date. <laughs> yeah, you're a bit early for Oxford bags, aren't you? <laughs> The, uh, the precursor to David Byrne's big suit on Stop Making Sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, yeah. you can go, you can eat, get yourself um, sorted. And Are you equipping yourself with burglarizing tools and a trench periscope, or how are you approaching this? Uh, I am just taking a, uh, a long knitting needle, concealed in my long hair. So, an actual knitting needle, or just a hat pin? Uh, is it the hat pins that were lethal? <laughs> <at this point? laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Hat, hat pins at this stage are so long that there are laws governing them. <laughs> I'll take one of those. Then. But, I, I mean, they're effectively the same thing, so I'll have one of those. Except it's peculiar for you to have a knitting needle in your hair. <laughs> Nobody would blink an eye, um, certainly not twice, if you've got a hat pin in your hair. That's what take then. That's all I'd acquire. Modified by a well, swordsmith I know in London. <laughs> you don't need to. You just don't. have you ever seen them? They are amazing. They are absolutely. Um, it is traditional to have a hat, however. That's one of the things. I'll wear a small. Uh, is a fascinator a thing at this time? Or no. not really? Just a dark. Well, rather just the opposite. You put on the outside of a hat. A dark big hat, then. You have to consider them a more sort of. Um, like tall ships than hats. <laughs> a small hat. There, there is a recent GURPS steampunk PDF which not only gives you stats for things like this, but tells you how many spaces of clockwork cameras and things you can hide inside them. <laughs> I think they did that in the Terra Incognita. They've definitely got uh, ridiculous hats with cameras in them. Uh, right, so you are actually going to be sort of equipped with burglarising them, isn't the idea? Uh, well, we're planning to break and enter, yes. You, baby. Uh, I'm, I'm going armed, which I'm aware is a hazardous thing to do, but it seems worth it. Right. Is the professor taking anything special? Uh, yes, uh, the professor is going to take... Um, a vial as of much, strong acid, perhaps? Uh, no, no, no. A uh, strong as alibi. Much, as much of his um, sort of detection equipment as um, his companions will let him get away with. This is Very little. Detection, or are, you talking about, are you going for a wide spectrum detection? I am, uh, yeah, basically. Right. You're I mean, that does... Leave the suitcase, then. That yeah, usually yeah. involves the car, to be honest, Professor. Um... Oh, no, he's no, no, no. Mm. But, yes, um, it would require... I have a, a suitcase on wheels. A sort of... What? I don't think such things... The only suitcase you're likely to find with wheels is one being pulled by a porter. No, I mean, I've, like I've seen a trunk. No, I have a trunk that I have modified to have wheels okay. on it. So you, you are pulling a, a steamer trunk. Then. Mm. I mean... All right. All right. No, it's good. It's your, first, it's your first time, I understand. Nobody would think that a man was up to no good walking through the middle <laughs> of town at night dressed in black with two shady conventions. <laughs> 
I mean, people might momentarily think, could they be burglars? No, they've got a steamer trunk. What kind of knobhead yeah. burglar would take a steamer trunk along with them? And anyway, and two of them are clearly gentlemen. There you go. Um, Whereas one is clearly not a lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but are you taking a stealthy approach? Because if so, I would just like to point one thing out for your consideration before you... You don't? Okay. So they may be taking a stealthy approach. Yeah. Um, I have a steam trunk that goes that has a, that has a spinning antennae that goes bing. Right. I was thinking Could we... the fact that the streets are cobbled that might might raise the noise level a tad. But could um... we not, <laughs> Professor, just on this occasion, not bring a steamer trunk with us? But well, why don't you bring some collecting equipment? I, We're I just around the should, corner. This should be a wheels-free intrusion. Um, certainly what I like to hear from my proctologist. Hmm. <laughs> but, Professor, um, just bring some equipment to take some samples so you can compare um, the residues, and we'll do it back but, around but, the corner but, when we get back. Uh, we are going to get caught, Professor. No, 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 no. 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 That really, really is perfect timing. <laughs> there was a bit of a, an, an internet-induced stutter there, I'm afraid, Professor. Okay. It was a bit Vicar of Dibley with the nose. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, you don't have to do it again. Possibly again, yes. If that's the best argument you can muster, Professor, then I'm afraid... <laughs> You're sort of making bonding no. noises, uh, Mark. And the video is about half a frame per second. I'm for trying me. to. If that. Yeah, we've, def- we've definitely got a, a technical hitch here. It's a little bit like Norman Collier under a stroke light played at the wrong speed. I bow to your superior knowledge. You. <laughs> I didn't think we'd be able to drag this out for a full session, but now I'm thinking a two-parter added onto the end. <laughs> Have you completed a sentence in the time we've been listening, Mark? Oh yes, loads. Oh, that, oh, well, see, that was a sentence. But we yeah, we got that. Anything else? Have you come up with a cogent argument as to why you want us to all get caught with the steamer truck? Okay. Did it break up again? Yes. Yeah, whenever you try and come up with a reason, <laughs> the internet scuffers to you. Saying the information about the lost air. No, if you change. <laughs> if you change the subject, it's fine. Okay, uh, I'm not planning on going in. Okay, you're going to stand right. outside with the steamer. No, no, no. I am planning on going round the shop, possibly in concentric circles, possibly in ever decreasing circles. Yeah. Um, detecting if I think any spells have been cast on the premises. 
Okay, bearing in mind that it's one of several shops in a, in a line, and you have to sort of go to, to the little alleyways. Yeah, you have yeah, to go yeah, up, you are up doing and down the street. It's several premises rather than just the one, but you can do that, yeah. Right, well, if yeah. we can break in quickly while he's pissing about with his steamer trunk, well, then... Well, okay. We'll probably get there before him. What, what we need to do is, is lend him a flask of gin, and <laughs> yeah, then, then, then they will look, look the part. <laughs> Right, okay, that's fine. You you do that, Professor. Benjamin and I, this is very much Benjamin's field of expertise. I am, as surprisingly often in this group, uh, the muscle. I, I'm very good well, at find, finding doors that people have left unlocked. Yeah. <laughs> Whether they thought they'd unlock them or not. Um, so how are you approaching this? Are you basically going to go uh, along the back alley, so to speak, and then just go in from there? Yeah. <laughs> And take it from there, really. Right. I usually go for a rear entry, basically. Yeah, are, are they going for a rear entry? Yeah, that that came through fine, Mark. <laughs> no, no need to repeat it. <laughs> right. Well, it's it's quite dark. There are obviously street lights and things around, but compared to a modern street, it's still not that well lit. Um, most people you would think have headed back for something. Uh, to eat, settle in for the evening. The pubs aren't right next to this area. They're, they're more down the end of the street, but um, there are a few pubs. You can quite easily time and avoid them. No problems there. No problems getting around to the alley. And um, the professor will perhaps have a bit more of a problem because of the noise. You're going to have to be very careful dragging this trunk. Mm-hmm. Suppose you could carry it between two of you. Uh, oh, we don't, no, the two of us are, are doing the shop thing. Okay, so you uh, point out in two groups. Is it now point out that this is on is not on casters? It's on bike wheels. Bike wheels. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Well, slightly less noisy. Only slightly, but yeah. Okay, that's fine. It still looks a bit weird though. I, I need my hands free, and so does Benjamin, really. So. All right. <coughs> Excuse me. Won't ask why. <coughs> Thank you, pardon. Karate chopper deranged shop owner. Uh, yes, of course. <laughs> oh, that should be both hands for that. <coughs> uh, right then. So, to catch him, well, the more. professor is setting things up for his circuit. Mm-hmm. I presume you're going to have to have some antenna or something like that out, are you? Mm. I've got a little spinny thing. I've got wires going up, basically. Right. I mean, are you walking around holding something? Or... Um, I'm probably going to have to attach it to the front of the to the front of the shop. I but thought you said you were going to walk around the block. Mm, I'm, I'm, yes, but, but 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 yeah, I might have to do that each time I stop. I have to might have to attach. Okay. It's probably just as well that you set it off before mentioning all of this to your friend. <laughs> so, while the professor it starts with that, in fact, let's just take a... Um, what do you think? Do you think it's think this is science, or do you have the desperation? Oh my God, it's so far from science. Because <laughs> uh, I'm reckoning you roll against a six to get us started, just to see if you've got the machinery up and working. Um, That's what she said. So How about the split, split split between science and scholar magic? 
No, at this stage, we're just looking whether you've actually got the machinery up and running and it's um, doing what you, what you okay, want. Okay, so science, scientist and mechanic. Let's go for straight science. Okay, so I've rolled five. I've got a skill of nine. Yeah, so no problems at all. Um, yeah, it appears, as far as you can tell, everything seems to be working absolutely flawlessly. You've got a full charge on the um, uh, the presumably lead-acid batteries or whatever. Uh, Voltaic cells, doesn't it? Uh, and so you set off, trundling uh, your uh, trunks behind you. Uh, mm-hmm. Meanwhile, around the back of the building, you've walked along the alley. It's obviously very dark around here in a kind of, what did I just step in sort of darkness? But there's lights coming from different houses, and you've got a few patches of shadow. Are you going to try and open the uh, rear gate? As I say, it's solid I'd, wood. I'd like to look, look, look over the wall first. With your handy French <clears throat> periscope. Either that, li- either that or lifting Emmeline, whichever. But the periscope is probably quieter. The periscope's less obvious, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, the periscope doesn't say, get your hands off me. <laughs> um, <laughs> looking over the top, you can see pretty much what you'd expect. But there are a few items like, uh, you know, old chair without a seat in it and um, boxes and things sort of piled up. Nothing unusual from what you can see from a shop that's either running or been recently moved into. What looks like a privy is there, and the rest of the the space, apart from a rather withered plant in a pot, is empty flags. There's a back door, there's a rear window ground floor, which is barred, and there's uh, an upstairs window with a small opening section at the top. Any light visible? Nothing inside, no. Nothing uh-huh. Can't even see that blue glow from here. Okay. Well, I do believe this this gate has been left unlocked. Gosh, how dangerous! Um... Oh, we should better go in and investigate. Even though it left some more doors unlocked, poor gentleman. Uh, oh dear. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'll you say help. it's unlocked. I'll, I'll get through if it's difficulty one. It's not. It's not much more than that. It's not difficulty one. Difficulty one is just closed. (laughs) Barely that. Um, No, right. This is this is perhaps a a chunkier lock than you're expecting. It's not exactly delicate and um, difficult. It's just a bit heavy for the tools that you've got with you, and you can't quite seem to move it. Hmm. I'll politely clear my throat. Miss Green, do you, I, I, I seem to have not have the knack of this. You, you, I think you might find find it uh, open. Uh, not really my field of expertise, but I'll, I'll give it a go. I'll pull out my hat pin. You're with a hat pin. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll have a go with your um, special you special key, um, Benjamin, if that's all right. Um, no. Uh, what do you feel will be the most appropriate? Do you have a thief? Nope. No? Okay. Uh, martial arts you, is the closest I've got. Really, the only martial physical thing. skill I've got is martial arts. You can use martial arts against it, yes. Does However, that involve me kicking the door open? That involves you basically twatting the door, yes. I, I will just stick um, Benjamin's lockpick in and have a jiggle and see what happens. Okay. 
just roll on Benjamin's instruction. Find just the tumbler, you say, on. and just uh, all right. I'll give that a try. To be, to be fair, if you're now using the hat pin as the uh, you actually probably got a slightly better chance than Benjamin had. Hang on, I've just got to find two dice. I wasn't big enough. Sorry, was the game unexpected? Did we catch you out by using the same I, two dice? I'm a busy man. Right, here we go. Oh, they're the wrong colours. Uh, they're too glittery. I've lost the other one of those. It's a numerical system, Nick. Oh. It's got a whole box full of D6s. And just... You've got a 1 in 36 chance of, of something terrible happening, and that's basically all. So just uh, just roll it. Anything. Yeah, well, well we know now, now know what, what Nick will have in Game of Hell. 3,000 D6s, none of them matching. <laughs> Not one way. Oh, 20 euros. I've rolled a 10, I'm afraid. Yeah. Uh, that's just a failure, I'm afraid. Um, you would agree this is... This is I th- it is a locked game. I'm not sure. It is locked. It's obviously very easy to climb over. Well, that's the next... It's very easy for me. Yep. Uh, I'll it's do that. very easy for, for Benjamin if he, you know, if you give him a, a leg up. I'll give Benjamin a leg up and then I'll clamber over myself. You'll notice I'm very careful to set a leg up. Of course. I don't see anything funny in that. It's entirely possible for a man and a woman to have a platonic relationship with leg touching. Yes, but if you were to give him a leg over, that might be a slightly different uh, situation. So crazy. See, even the GM is stacked against me. This whole society... Yes, I, I, I assume that... Uh, Captain, ah, Captain, look, see? That's perfect. Captain Drake, like many men of his generation, go, goes to a uh, pri- private house somewhere in the suburbs and uh, gets things taken care of. And... <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I have uh, periodic bouts of hysteria, which my doctor sees to. Yes, you won't even need to roll anything. If you're getting a step up, um, either by stepping on a passing steamer trunk, which will be coming around any moment, <laughs> or, or by somebody, you know, using the hand as a stirrup, and uh, get it, you'll have no problem getting up, and you can lower yourself to the other side straight away. And Emmeline, I think we all know, is uh, is well equipped to clear this wall anyway. So thank uh, you. No wrong While passing down the alley, <laughs> I tripped and wall. fell over the wall. <laughs> yes, I, I flung myself out of the way of the passing ground. And, um, <laughs> well, yes, so I you have. Dro- you drop silently into the yard, and you can just hear footsteps in the alley and a faint trundling as oh. somebody goes past. Goodness me! And, and then, and then beep. a beep. <laughs> beep. <laughs> Right, well, we'll get down to business. Maybe, uh, Benjamin, this door is the one you you <laughs> was unlocked. Yeah, perhaps it was. Let's have a look. Uh, you want to give me I a mean, target, it's... or shall I just let you know what I get? Full marks for him for locking his back door, but that's that's no excuse for not checking the rest of the doors on his property. Uh, that... Okay. What have you rolled? Uh, I've got a seven, so that will beat a five. Hmm. Uh, in fact, it will beat anything because the door isn't locked. Door isn't locked. Just as I said. Ah. <clears throat> well, you knew it. Uh, Benjamin, is it actually not locked or is it not locked? 
he's push, uh, I push the door open. Comes to check it, and it is definitely unlocked, and you can gently push it open. Right. Well, uh, let's be uh, safety conscious neighbours. <laughs> I was just passing your back door. My back door. I've got a yard. Uh, yes, well, the gate was shut, so I couldn't check your back door without breaking <laughs> Yes, you passed the first test of locking your yard door, but uh, on closer inspection... Well, on closer inspection, you do have uh, an open, uh, only slightly open, but an open rear entrance. How do you Speaking want to play this, Have you actually checked to make sure there's nobody in the privy? I don't well, recall the privy being mentioned. Uh, the preview was meant. To be, okay, yes. fair enough. Uh, and indeed, it is. It is there. Well, might as well and take a look. Check, you can check either by um, bending over slightly, and looking under the door, which doesn't reach all the way to the floor, or by going across and opening it to check. And there is no. Giving Paul a suspicious look on the way back. <laughs> the other way of checking would be to secure a broom across the door, just to be on the safe I side. Guess. Yeah, that's a good one. But then we need to find a broom, and this plan just gets more complicated. <laughs> uh, okay, let's... That's, that's, that's when you find that, like, you know, the, the door opens inwards or something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the big Lebowski is my favourite. We're, we are prob- right. probably lighting our way with matches, I would guess. I don't didn't think of uh, light sources, so it's possible I'd have one. Uh, you didn't mention you were going to bring an electric... Uh, Flashing light of any sort, but I think didn't think maybe the operative uh, words in that particular. So, so if you, if you one, and I believe you have, there's a reason chance could have remembered to bring it. Just roll the d6 and uh, tell me what you get if you if you would like to have one with you. A three. Well, the odds are in your favour. So you you have, if you wish, uh, a typically unreliable and fragile light source with you. One and a half kilowatt <laughs> power. Yeah, it's probably right. Well, before we do that and, and bugger our night vision, is are there any lights, any glows anywhere in the house? Can we hear anything? Right. Um, as you say, <laughs> every now and again, the binging man who shouts helpful things like, you know, "Have you checked the privy?" <laughs> um, right. If you if you listen carefully. You can hear. You can hear something. It's hard to tell what it is. It's not immediately in the room beyond the door. You don't think it's further inside. Uh, doesn't sound like it's particularly loud, as if somebody's walking around or anything like that. Um, might be a little more metallic, possibly. Bit hard to tell. It's not a loud noise. <coughs> you can't see any light in the room that this opens into, and you still haven't seen any light up at the windows. Right. Head towards the noise is my suggestion. Mm. Right. Uh, you are stepping into what seems to be partially a storeroom, <coughs> but there's also uh, sort of a, a desk and a table and a bit of a sink and a uh, uh, little spirit burner and that kind of thing, so I'm making a cuppa. Uh, so, clearly Gentry's using this for, for various purposes. You don't know if he lives upstairs or if that's a store area as well. But there is a door that, judging by the size of the place, is going to go straight through into the actual shop. 
this is a fairly small area at the back. Mm. You know how properties are, so you expect that if you open that door, you'll be stepping out into the main shop floor. Do these buildings have a basement generally, or is that not something that... They may well do, yes. Okay. Well, let's peek in the shop first. It's not guaranteed, but they may do. See what loot there is there that um, we need uh, to protect. The the shop door, if you're going to open that, that does appear to be unlocked. Um, It looks like it can be locked, but in fact the lock seems to have several layers of paint on it as if it hasn't been used for some considerable time. So it opens without even clicking. The um, little catch is actually painted in place. Right. There's a very faint blue glow from the other side of the door as you gently open it. The door doesn't make a creaking sound, just a faint beeping in the distance. Um, Professor, would you like to make a roll against an eight, please, on your science? Okay, my science is nine. You're looking for an eight, I think. And I'm rolled double one. Hey! Right. You are picking up something you think this is electromagnetic, um, possibly a, a sort of faint electrical surge that seems to be fading now, a little bit hard to tell, but directionally seems to be inside the main part of the building you're interested in. You, you reckon it's probably not the buildings to either side. You can't actually tell what it is beyond that. Okay. But there was definitely a, a flare of something, and then it seems to be fading. Okay, so I definitely make a note of the particular frequency that uh, that, 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 the, that I caught the flare on. Uh, okay. You're sort of around the front of the, the, the shop a little bit now. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm... I'm you know, and I'm, I'm up your antenna and make some notes and so on. Yeah. And then are you... Uh, what's the next step? Um, well, can I get a little closer and um, and, 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 and test again? I'm, I'm, I'm... Yeah, you can get, carry on going around if you want and check if you get it and can triangulate or anything. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be probably the most helpful at the moment. Right, fabulous. I mean, you know, I, so, thought, um, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm sure um, that it's um, it's nothing to do with um, M and Benjamin, um, you know, but whatever they, they, they you know, they can generally. Well, you've never seen either of them give off an electrical surge, but to be honest, you don't spend 24 hours a day with these. Well, no, no, no. But I was just thinking that um, you know that they haven't got somewhere that then has caused an electrical surge. Well, they've walked in, triggered the uh, burglar alarm, and been fried. <laughs> <laughs> that is a possibility. Yes. <laughs> so, I think with that... your beeping and the occasional sniff for roasting meat, you set up again around the front. Um, and heading towards the little turning to go around the block. Inside, uh, are you looking through first, Emmeline? Uh, I'll follow Benjamin's lead, to be honest. He's more... I, I mean, if you want me to, Benjamin, that's fine. But look, look uh, it's more... The, oh, I, I will look through keyhole, peek under door, whatever. Okay. Um, well, you've got the door slightly open a, a, a yep. crack at this stage, and you can peer down the side of it, and you can see the plushly carpeted insides. Um, it's darkish in there, but you've got pretty good night vision from coming in through this back area. And with that very faint blue glow that you can see, um, you can make, make things out reasonably well. There is the... Um, just off to your right, there's the sort of side of the booth, big box. Uh, about four feet in front of it, Almost towards the front door, but not quite in line. There is a smallish 
figure standing there, looks like a person, possibly a boy, um, is standing there, seems to be looking straight at you or the or the booth. Can't tell from the direction. Without opening the door further, you can't see behind the counter or, in fact, in front of the counter and off to that side. Okay, is is this figure moving? I'll, I'll, no, absolutely stock still. I'll, I'll hold up a hand to hand to lips and then um, gesture for Emmeline to take a look. I'll do so quietly. You can see exactly what Benjamin just saw. There is a figure standing, still not moving, um, and with this faint blue glow, which is steady. There isn't any uh, any flickering or anything. Uh, and where is that coming from? Can I make that out from? Uh, from where you are, it seems to be either from the booth or by the booth. I'm talking about the the fortune teller thing. Uh, yeah. Or possibly from past it towards the end of the counter. It's somewhere just there, because you've only got the door open a small way, you can't actually see the counter. Uh, but that's where the hand of glory was. That kind of thing. Hmm. A, a small a child could be a child okay I, I'm worried it's that they're the in the process I'm worried they're in the process of being petrified and if there's a chance of saving them we need to do it now so I'm going to push the door open having seen this okay. quietly push the door open. there is sort no of sneak sign of in. movement or recognition you are basically straight within the line of vision of this as you step forward. Right. Um, but they don't seem to be moving at all. I'm trying to be stealthy for anyone else in the room, at least. Because we haven't right. actually lit our light source yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I will also try to be reasonably stealthy um, following Eveline. Yeah. Well, you haven't got a skirt to tread on, so things are looking up. Not wearing Not a skirt, skirt you sexist pig. No, I'm saying, I'm saying what a... What a, a clearly excellent idea it is and surely just proves your point. If you've been doing this in, in full skirt, it would be absurd. Exactly. It would be. Why would you? So that I'm on, I'm or would on... I be doing it in a chef's outfit or dressed as one half of a pantomime horse? Really? Well, you know which, All film, right, okay. you know which film I'm flashing back to now. <laughs> I'm just flashing back to rent again. Let me just make a note the fact that the two guys who did the Rent-A-Ghost pantomime horse also played one of the monsters in Doctor Who, and it looked just like the pantomime horse. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yes, as you as you step forwards, sort of peering round to the edge, you can't see any movement. There's nothing getting in the way of the light and making it flicker or anything like that. You can't make anyone out around there. At this stage, you're coming up alongside the booth. You haven't a, a field of view across behind the counter yet. The figure in front of you is pale. Um, doesn't look like he's moving at all. I'm just going to pause for 10 seconds. Is this figure breathing? Am I close oh. enough to tell that? Um, hmm. Are you going to be able to... Do you think you've got any particular... I have first aid. First aid... Or soul? Be more on hands-on. I think it's going to be more soul. Okay. See what it is. Um, try it against a six. It's not that easy to do. 
Uh, I've rolled a seven. I have a soul of five. So that'll be oh. very hard to tell. I mean, very hard. Um, all you can see is the figure is um, pale, still clothed. Uh, there appears to be a book lying on the floor near its feet. Um, both hands are sort of open, and it is stock still. You haven't seen a tremor. You haven't seen any sign of breathing, but you couldn't be sure. It's got to be because they would have reacted in some way when I opened the door, presumably. Well, you are now standing basically right in front of them. Almost, the know, problem is, are they in some kind of petrification ray, or is it the book that did it? Benjamin, have you any ideas? What is this light? Where's the light coming from yeah, now? It should be obviously a direction of shadow or something. <laughs> yeah, um, it seems to be directly in front of this figure, so you would say it's probably from the booth itself rather than yeah. along. Can we get around the back of the booth from where we are? You can't get around the back. It's up against the wall, but you could potentially move it. Yeah, I'd like to turn it away from the figure, push it away from us. It's not on casters, however, so it's going to be... It's going to make a noise. Well, it's going to be heavy. It's a big piece of machinery, although it looks like it's mostly empty at the top with just this figure in it. You know that down below it's a big piece of machinery. It's all full of machinery. Not to have people walking off with it, so it's probably got bricks. I'm going to push it so it's... Well, attempt to push it so it's facing away from the... While avoiding standing in front of it. Yeah, by not going anywhere near this blue line. Difficult um, body, I think. Uh, Um, Is it possible for me to lend a hand? It is. It is, certainly. So, are you taking any sort of precautions or anything, or are you just going to try and get this thing turned? By precautions, what to prevent? Well, I'm I'm just. Well, I don't know. Um, I don't want it to fall over, so I'm pushing it from the bottom. You're doing it relatively. Relatively yeah, quietly and slowly. So yeah. if it starts to grate, we'll slow down and just push I'm just it more slowly. There's nothing else you wanted to do before we start this. Well, absolutely, you don't have to. We're definitely not trying to push it over because that will make a huge yeah. noise. So quietly is really the, the and, and, and staying away from in front of it. And, and oh, absolutely so... not going in front. Of if you can average your body between the two of you, please, and you're rolling against an eight. Hang on, that means him helping actually gives me a worse chance. Alright, if you've got... Um, <laughs> yeah, Now let's do it another way then, we'll give you a plus one for the assistance. There um, we go, that seems fair. Against a difficulty of what? Eight. eight. Uh, I've rolled a five, I think that's probably a failure. I've, that gives me five. Uh, uh, I won more than I needed. Ah, right. Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, you can shift it slightly. It turns a little bit up and rucks up the carpet slightly. But it's it's very heavy, actually. Um, it yeah. may even be attached to the wall. <sighs> mm. Well, now, now that it's turned a little bit, let's have a look. I'll, I'll use the uh, torch a bit, see if it is plugged into anything. Uh, no, there doesn't appear to be an obvious cable or anything out the back. Hmm. The, the no, I mean, the glow, you're looking sort of partially from the side. It seems to be coming out of the middle, roughly where the crystal ball is. Um, so it's it is it's a soft glow. I mean, this isn't like a sort of a, a search. It's light. not like a beam of something, no. no but it's definitely not a beam. But it's as if the the um, the globe is sort of slightly illuminated, maybe from underneath or just behind. To give it we an can't ear, take a risk. 
Is there a way? This cabinet. What are the? What is it made of? Is there a way of getting to the innards without well, smash? Or do you have to go to the front? The top half has got glass. The lower right. half, combination of metal and wood. Is there any hatches or anything that we can click open, pop open on the side that we're on? Or... On the side, no. There's nothing visible on the side you're on. Um, you would suspect, judging by the way this thing is made, since the back that you can see of the top part is also solid, whereas the rest of it's glass. If there's going to be some sort of a maintenance hatch or something like that, it's likely to be at the back. Mm. Okay, I'm going to look around the shop without going in front of the globe for some kind of lever. Mm, to, okay. Uh, yeah, and I can use uh, Benjamin as a fulcrum. So <laughs> there are <laughs> there are you you pause just for a moment as you see uh, just somebody start to walk past the front of the shop. You can just make out like an inch slit of the road. Oh, cat's walked in, and um, they're walking along. You realise it's the professor. Stops, makes some notes, walks on a bit further, and you realise this. this Two or three people following him at a bit of a distance and carries on. Uh, Anyway, um, there's a bit of muttering out there, but he doesn't seem to have noticed. You can see a small rack of canes with rather Uh elaborately carved heads in the shape of skulls and raisins and things like that. Um, I'm looking for a sturdy metal one, if I can. No. Um, They're not sturdy wood one. Basically, walking canes. Okay, a sturdy, <laughs> short wood one. Yeah. Uh, well, they're not sure. They tend to be all the standard sort of walking cane size uh, because people aren't generally dwarfs. And they don't sell shillelaghs. <laughs> that's your ah. mission. Yeah, well. What a tragedy. No, to be sure. These are far more your sort of. Um, you Sorry. Know, it could be Sorry. Dark secret society sort of thing. Mm hmm. I mean, really, uh, when you look close, a lot of the stuff in here is, is quite obviously trying to sell as a bit of kind of tourist tap to the god. Uh, so, so, um, so this is the cane I carry because of my dark secret society membership, not because I drink five gallons of port every day. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I need to get some more wine. But I, I will. Um, I, I, that's what I'm attempting. Uh, okay. I don't have engineering, but I don't think Benjamin I, I does think either. When you say that's so. what you're attempting. You're attempting to. to um, lever the thing and just put something in the way to use as a, a crude fulcrum and we'll both okay. pull on one end alright now let's see I'll let Roger roll now. I've got a body of four by the way right. uh, ok let's see how tough the wood is ok would you like to make a roll then um, so you effectively using a body of six I'll say. Again, okay. uh, eight, so you need ideally a fireball there. Mm-hmm. Let's give it a go. The problem is this thing is sitting on carpet, which just isn't helping you. Okay. I've got a four. Right. With the aid of a uh, frighteningly bent um, walking stick, which feels like it could go at just any minute, mm-hmm. you do manage to move it maybe a foot or so before it's rucked up enough carpet to come to a halt. That's fair and enough. you don't think you can go any further, but you can kind of squeeze in behind it. Yeah, the, the uh, main idea was to get it now. turned, rather than to shift yeah. it sideways. 
you, you can turn it far enough to see that there is indeed uh, some sort of hatch at the back, which looks like it uh, needs to be unscrewed. And is the figure still in the path of the beam? Oh, well, it's, it's not really a beam. Path of the light, light cone. Yeah, it is slightly illuminated, but because the um, when you saw the figure in the booth, its hand partially cut around the uh, the figure that's standing there now is a little more in shadow. Okay, because the hands effectively obscuring the light source a little. So uh, yes, Emmeline, a little bit of success there. Okay. Uh, Professor, just as you get down to the back of the alley, you become aware that there are three persons following you. At least two of them are carrying glasses of drink and all seem to be watching you in a slightly amused and interested fashion. What, oh, gentlemen? You, um... Out for a stroll, there, sir? Oh, no, 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 this is... Sir, this is a highly scientific uh, investigation, I shall have you know. Oh, one of them says, oh, like murder. Is it, is it sort of like Sherlock Holmes stuff? Uh, no, no, no. I, I am um, uh, attempting to uh, find Kyrian uh, radiation. Um, I am, and basically I start going into um, full waffle. Of uh, well, actually, no, I don't think it's a waffle, or rather, right? Um, John You're doesn't think it's only explaining this stuff, are you? <clears throat> he is explaining I'm it. Not enthusiastic because he's got an audience. <laughs> yep, My and God, people don't normally voluntarily listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> do, do we know what Kieran Radisson? Chat here is looking for. Kieran Radisson, does anyone know him? <laughs> I've gone a bit wet, but it's the best I can do. <laughs> right. uh, you're basically stopped outside unless you can take further action. Uh, if you carry on for several more minutes, they will realise it's a lot less interesting than they hoped and will make their way back to the pub. Um, basically, yeah. So, so, so I, 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 I fully explain. Um, I ask if, um, if any of them would like to help if um, well do I would it be useful for me to have help actually at this point really uh, well it depends how drunk your helpers normally because these three are fairly drunk I think you may yeah, have gone I think I'm breaking up completely yeah and Neil Sadaka said it was hard to do. How wrong um, we'll... no, you see, you're fine, we'll Neil. Thank you. Don't massage his ego. Uh, <laughs> right, we'll just nip back inside then if the professor's got things in hand. Um, you, you've managed to get the booth turned slightly, maybe about a foot, so you can... You can't squeeze in completely behind him, but you can see there is a hatch that can be opened, uh, presumably for maintenance. Okay. The figure um, in front is also slightly less in the line of the light. Okay. I am going to creep ahead, stay out of the light. I know, I appreciate it's not a beam, but still, we're being cautious. I'm going to creep ahead to investigate the figure. Um, 
Prophet, right. uh, uh, Benjamin, perhaps you could drop a cloth over this thing or something? Oh, look around the <laughs> velvet drape or something of that, such, that nature. Uh, you can, in fact, find a very large red silk handkerchief draped over one of the many crystal balls on display. Fair enough. They sell them as a... Yeah. I, I would uh, have thought, it, for something the size of a booth, I would have thought we'd need a curtain, but... Oh, you're putting something over that, are you? I thought you were... Um, and I, I am planning to get inside and do other things too, but... Right, you would probably have to go back into the other room and maybe... He says that to all the girls. ...or a towel or something like that. Mm. But without actually taking down the blinds in here, you're not going to find anything big enough. Uh, yes, that, that was day one of burglary school, I think. Don't do that, so... What, don't don't take down the blinds so everyone can see in. Indeed. No, I think it's very wise. It was remedial burglary school, what can I say? So anyway... Um, yeah, you're probably going to have to actually go and look elsewhere in the building to find something to cover up the entire booth because it is obviously, you know, as big as a person. Yeah. Um, well, would there be something in the storeroom behind well, you? Hang on. R- rather than take the time to do that, let's just let's just go in at the back because it's probably, yeah, not that complicated inside. I hope. All right. You'll have to uh, make your lock picking, which is three uh, thinking. Fair enough. Yes, that is what I'm using. Uh, it's not an incredibly high-tech lock, it's only a five. So I need a seven, and I've got a six. There are a couple of screws as well, but they're easy enough to take out. Um, it's not trapped or anything. Mute! Mute your microphone, Nick! Well, Nick, that, that was very loud. Sorry. That wasn't me. No, we can see and hear who it was. Lots of songs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a big rat. <laughs> was it the song? Was the rat doing the songs? C- Carrie's been out for pantomime. Oh no, she hasn't. <laughs> so anyway, um, because you know, so, the so. New, it's the new year soon. I'd like to wrap this up. Before well, that. yeah, I thought we were getting approaching a climax. Um, the the, the, the hatch is off them. the back. Right, yes. Benjamin has got the back off. Uh, inside, you can see of it, you can see a small child standing on I don't know, the sideboard, a table. I can't, I can't make it out. Somebody rushing to catch. Anyway, um, you can see, obviously, the, the money collection, the slot that sort of runs into the, uh, the area there, and it can be detached from the back here to be empty, to presume. Uh, the stuff inside is all mechanical. Um, various pulleys and springs and armatures. Um, it looks like it's designed to move the thing up top. Um, there are electrical areas for illumination, that kind of thing, some cables. Um, it's not plugged in, but it's, it's all there. But it appears to be designed um, to be plugged in. Or yes, does it have like batteries? It, yeah. uh, no, it, it's probably plugged in. It's not um, a, a sort of... It looks like it's designed to be wired in, really, rather than right. plug. Yeah. Or perhaps a plug that it hasn't got at the moment. Okay, first priority is to drop a small cloth over that crystal ball. Ideally, without looking right. too hard at it. So, to do that, you would either have to put... Um... Are you uh, on mute or something, Nick? Okay, <laughs> good there, is it, right? <laughs> this is excellent listening, everyone. Very loud here, brilliant. Um... 
for for those of you listening at home, uh, Emmeline is communicating via subtitles. <laughs> so, so Emmeline is going to check the uh, the believed boy boy. Thank you, Nick. Um, to put a cloth over the crystal ball because it's inside the glass part of the booth, you've either got to put a very large cloth over the front or something attached around the front to block it or take the glass off and then you could actually drop something over the over the ball. But it, it is within the booth and from down below it doesn't appear to get up into there. It's okay. sort of booth of two halves. The mechanisms that you can see look as if they go off actually in the body area. Yeah. The crystal ball at the front, although you can make out a very faint bit of light um, it doesn't appear to actually have any moving parts or anything attached down here. There might be a lamp or something would be what, I, what I'd thought, but okay. Nothing, certainly nothing big enough to get your hand up. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> looking at the outside of the cabinet, does it look as if the top bit is meant to be hinged or open or anything like that? Because presumably you have to dust the um, thing occasionally. No, it's... Uh, let's have a look. From the back, it looks like you could possibly remove the entire back panel. <coughs> but it seems to unscrew rather than being easily openable. Hmm. I, well, I think, I think I'll think i think about that and see if, see if I can find any, any way of getting to this that's more convenient than that. Okay. Well, we have a look through. Emily has made it as far as the figure. Um, the figure is room temperature, stone-like, dressed uh, in ordinary sort of clothes, you know, the full, full outfit, shoes, stockings, and short trousers. Um, it does appear to be a perfect statue of a boy that's been dressed up for a prank, is what it looks like. Uh, okay. Uh, um, the, book a, on the book on the floor, floor. yeah. Kick it's, that uh, definitely out of the way of the light, and pick it up. Okay, so you're now in the dark where you can't read it, okay? Uh, smart house. <laughs> uh, I'll check the title out when it's on the floor, and then pick it up. Right, it's um, it it's not a, a book that's particularly you no, know, it's not very Lovecraftian or anything like that. It's going to be a a sort of mid range book of um, uh, sorcery and folk tales of uh, southern Scotland. And where is the book? Uh, does it look like it's just been dropped? Yep. And it was the boy near the... Particular page. You was would the... have said from, from the way he was, he was standing, it was as if it had just fallen out of his hand, with his hands by his side. And is he by the library section? Yeah, very near to a wall. I mean, there are, there are a few books here and there all around the place. It's not big enough that he's separated everything out. He's made it a little bit eclectic. Uh, but yeah, he's definitely near a shelf of some books, and you can see where this book was. Does he look, yeah, you know, I know urchins. Does he look like an, an old peculiar or whatever they call them? What are they called? <laughs> what? Does he, does he look like an old peculiar? What is that? Are you, are, are you trying know. to reach for Baker Street at regular? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Like the Kingston's old peculiar. <laughs> oh yeah, that's why. Yeah, I, I conflated yeah. the two Your things. Mind just got straight to beer. <laughs> what can you see, Emmeline? It looks like a Thixton's old peculiar. Uh, my hands are trembling as well. <laughs> it's been too long. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, um, it looks like that. 
<laughs> looks like an ordinary kid. About the same sort of age as the as the lads who are missing. Okay, so I, I guess I was trying to rule out that it was the book that petrified him. Doesn't look like it. It seems to have been. Uh, we're we're strongly it was, suspicious. Okay, and is he? What's the expression on his face? Slightly, very slightly open mouth, wide eyed. Right. So it was pretty quick. Whatever happened. Okay, I think we've got the right idea with the fortune teller. Okay, if I haven't come up with anything better, I will t- will take the back panel off. Okay, you start to unscrew the back panel. Yeah, I'm going to watch the door, the not the front door, the door from the rest of the house. All right. Uh, well, if you're just doing that, then uh, periodically the professor will go past. He doesn't seem to have any companions at the moment. Um, on his next circuit, he's being followed by a dog. <laughs> the um, the panel does come. He will take his breakfast along with him. There are quite a number of screws, but eventually you can sort of manoeuvre it and get the top panel off. And you're looking at the back of uh, the, the, sort of the the upper body, the torso, and the, yeah. the head is bowed slightly forward, as you said before, with the veil and the hands around. So, so what, I'm faint, to, faint what I'm planning to do is reach over this and drop the cloth over the ball. Uh, yep. Ideally not looking at it any more than I have to, though I realise I'm going to have to look at it a bit. To get it to the right place. Um, well, you won't have to necessarily look at the uh, the ball itself. You've obviously been seeing light, and you won't have to see much more than that. If you you can reach around to roughly where it is, you can see where the hands are going to be, and lower it in place until the light goes almost out. Yeah. Um, the light's gone now slightly purplish because it's uh, purplely red because you put a, a sort of red cloth over the top, but um, it's effectively covered it up now. Okay. It's a little darker in there. A little darker and still spooky. Right, we need to talk to uh, 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 Gentry, don't we? There is a rattle at the front gate. That's the metal gate that's clo- that's in front of the shop door. It's quite mm-hmm. I'm going to unsheathe my hat pin. You see a figure just rattle it. I, turn I'm... and walk in the opposite direction, in fact, from uh, from the professor, but walking steadily, slowly, further down the street. Hmm. No, nothing identifiable about the figure in the, in the brief glimpse if, we had. If you, had, if you had to guess, judging by the, um, the fairly pressed trousers and the unhurried walk, you'd say it could be local constable. Um, mm. They do check if people have left their doors locked. <laughs> Sometimes they even let people know before they go in and help themselves. <laughs> With my dad, it was always the uh, the Wrigley Spearmint gum machines, where if you bought several, then it would dispense a free one, and people always forgot the free one. So he would be wandering around town middle of the night as a copper, and they'd just keep checking just in case there was a free uh, <laughs> free packet of gum in there. As you do, surely. Well, yeah. That's a boring job going around checking shop doors in the middle of the night. Well, it's either boring or, or far more exciting than you have. Or lucrative. He did used to work with this copper who had a really old sort of um, Edwardian Victorian style uh, 
rain cape. And he said he couldn't, couldn't work out really why this guy had got it. So one day you see the steam coming up from within. And it's so he could stand there with a portion of chips under it and occasionally dip his head down and eat them without anyone noticing. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, enough uh, of this reminiscing. Yeah, Let's go uh, back in time. Snuff the torch. Uh, get, get away from the front of the shop and stay quiet for a bit, I feel. Mm-hmm. There's no sign that the policeman, if such it is, has actually thought anything was unusual. It doesn't seem to have gone away um, quickly. Yeah, but let's just give him time to make some distance. I think we need to find Gentry. Is this something that keeps happening by accident and he's having to find a way of getting rid of the bodies? Or is he doing it deliberately? That's what we need to know. This... Is this the sort of shop that it would be plausible for the, for the keeper to live above? Perfectly plausible, yes. I mean, there, uh, there, there, fact, is, there isn't the a separate entrance from upper flat. No, the previous uh, guy almost certainly did live above it. You don't know if Gentry does. The light isn't on anyway. But, yeah. Um, you don't know if he does or not, but you can easily find out. <laughs> yes, we could. Just drop drop <laughs> something <laughs> valuable. That will bring it. <laughs> Well, let's um, let's go and ask him some questions. Might if be he's... appropriate to, to uh, toddle upstairs and uh, see what we can find. Introduce Mister Gentry to Ms. Hatpin. <laughs> Worst Edwardian superhero names. <laughs> he's polite. She's murderous. Together they fight. Stroke a <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right. Well, if you're going to carefully make your way up the stairs, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look like it's been decorated that recently. Um, as you get the morning, most of the obvious furniture has gone. There was clearly a little sort of half table that had been standing against the wall for some time because you can see where it was and you can see where its feet were on the carpet. Nothing there now. So that that's probably all gone with the previous owner. Um, there is a bedroom, quite definitely, and... Um, there's nothing in there except a bed frame. A few boxes, sort of empty, uh, some decorating supplies, and offcuts of things like carpets, which match the downstairs. So it looks like at this stage, all of the efforts have gone into getting the shop up and running. Mm-hmm. There's no sign anyone's actually living here. Okay, my inclination at this point, then, is to see if we can retrieve the crystal yeah. ball, if it's not fastened down, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and depart. Yes. Okay. What, leaving the child? I suppose we might damage it. Uh, we, so that we, my... we, we should perhaps leave one of our calling cards. Uh, that's not a bad idea, actually. I shall do a poo on the counter. <laughs> <laughs> There's no time for that. It'll take you half an hour to get there. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I, I was thinking. I was just thinking about underlining the words <laughs> "abnatural" on on our on our normal business card and to leave it somewhere obvious, like on the chart. <sighs> I mean, that does. Can I, can I just because you mentioned day one of um, of thieves school that you've managed to get through very very well and clearly. Day two, did they talk about leaving business cards? <laughs> well, sadly, we don't. We don't have a rival abnatural investigator firm to leave the cards of. 
We frame ourselves for this. <laughs> <laughs> But it does leave us rather open to him. Well, to yes, Inspector, that is one of our business cards. Can I have it back? We've only had three printed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. right. I if think it's, going, a, it's something of a gamble that might not be worth. You'll take the crystal ball. Let, let's give it a yeah. try. I mean, if it's fast and done, I don't want to risk wrenching it. Here but. is how, how it looks. You can't see it very well from the back because mm-hmm. most of the space is taken over by the slightly hunched figure with its head slightly down, yeah. bowed over it as if it's peering in. However, you can see that from the inside, it's possible to remove the bolts that are holding the front and the side glass in place. Right. Now, if you went in from the front, you're right there and you could see what you were doing. If you go in from the back, it's going to be much more difficult to get at. So your mm-hmm. choices are a bit more effort to get in at the front or try and work round this figure. I suppose you could take the figure out if you can work out how to dismantle it. That would be even more complicated. I don't, I don't want, I, I'm, I'm just yeah, being wary of the law of criminal damage and so on. Uh, <coughs> uh, how, how about I put the back panel back on while you open the front, Emmeline? Uh, right, we can still see this glow, can't we? If you're going to open the front, you'd probably just need to undo the screws from the inside. Oh, okay. Uh, very <clears> simple <throat> to do, because they don't really expect anyone to be coming at it from this way who uh, doesn't want to remove the panel, so it's not made difficult for you. Mm-hmm. But you can right. reach over, and there are basically three sort of, um, not wing nut bolts, but you know, simple nuts and things at this side. You can take that off quite easily. If somebody's standing at the front, you can hold it and then kind of twist and take it out without fear of dropping it. And it's a very plush carpet anyway. <laughs> so it is possible to take that out, put it down somewhere or lean it Is there still a glow through. coming through this handkerchief that we put yes. over it? Uh, then I'm going to I mean, put something else over it. Not. Just whatever else cloth I can find, not from the, the child. Okay. So uh, Until it is thick enough that there is no glow at all. Right, and we'll... the, let me work out where everybody is here. So you're putting a cloth over the front. Over the so what I'm doing, Roger's behind it. Roger's at the back, uh, Benjamin is at the back, putting Sorry. the back panel in place. I right? am well, what, below well, the level of the crystal ball. I'm creeping underneath it and draping something else over it. Okay, Once the yeah. panel has come off. Once we've got the front open. Right. So, you've taken the glass up the front and put that carefully to one side. From the side, yeah. So that you don't do what I did in a Cthulhu game, carefully remove the the glass and then tread on it. Everyone in the household to your present. Don't do that. Right, yes, let's not do that. Important Um, safety tip. Okay, so you've got that clear and then you're basically keeping your head down, you're going to get a a handkerchief or something else. Uh, Yeah, until there's no glow visible. And then um, I'll go by feel. Without actually wrapping it up, there's going to be a faint glow here and there, lower down. Right. But if, okay. you, if you peer over the top, it's basically smothered. Okay. And then I will so, attempt to free it from the hands of the uh, mechanical lady. Okay. Now, it's obviously a little bit difficult to see how things are attached mm. because you've covered it in a couple of yep. material. Where's Benjamin at this stage? Are you waiting to put the back on or are you actually... Uh, Are you doing anything? I, th- I think just st- standing by and keep keeping a lookout. I don't think I don't think an extra pair of hands would help in this situation. 
Yep, fair enough. And um, can I have a quick science roll from the professor, please? Uh, this is against a five. You got a nine, you said, didn't you? So you basically don't roll double six. Okay, yeah, well, I've rolled six. So um... uh, you're fine. Um, you better roll your other dice then. You were part way along. You weren't actually very close to the the building, but you've got a definite electrical and possibly magnetic surge in that direction. You're not sure if something else is registering. You thought it did for a moment, but it doesn't seem to linger. It's almost like a sort of a click on the other scale. But you're definitely getting something. This is the second strong reading you've had. So it's a second pulse. Oh, interesting. Okay, Um, same, roughly the same frequency. Very, very similar, yes, except it's it's sort of flared in, uh, whereas before you caught something that was clearly fading out. Ah, so right. You've sort of seen that it was definitely stronger than the, the signal you caught before because of, of when it changed. Ah, right, excellent. Right. Uh, I, I will um, sit down and, and, and write up um, write up that. that. This is this is this is looking right. excellent. This is looking excellent. I, I can't wait to tell um, Emily and Benjamin. All about it. Let's hope they haven't been turned to stone. Just, <laughs> you, just as soon as I finish this dissertation, I will be right. You've got a pretty short, shrewd idea that you were correct in your thinking that it's coming from Gentry's shop. Yeah. But and whether it just means even... you've got dodgy electrics, you couldn't say that yet. And I'm even right. triangulating it to the front of the shop, presumably. Um, yeah, I mean, at the moment, you're sort of around the, around the back and... Yeah. Uh, couple of houses along on that shop back actually it's, yeah it's shown up very early on here now emmeline um what is your What's best your... ability when it comes to study uh to <laughs> removing are you you've not got mechanic have you no first aid i had to take the odd kidney out in a hurry uh, you could, what? have you got have you got any points you could spend to uh make the most of, of a temporary mechanical skill? Uh, yeah, I'm a bit reluctant to because <laughs> they're hard one. But yes, of course no, I am. As an option, if you wanted to spend spend a point. What does a point give you? Automatic success. A critical hit. To roll as if you've got mechanic. Not very good mechanic skill, granted. <laughs> but uh, probably the penalty I'd be assigning if you're just going on um, mind. Okay. I will spend a point. If it was straight mind, it would be... Okay, I will let you effectively roll on your mind then, because that's what the base mechanic skill is. Open your mind. Uh, Trust your points, but the level is a little higher for you than it would be for somebody who was a trained mechanic, and you don't actually have the mechanic skill on your sheet. I can start a car. Yeah, but can you stop it? So, what's your if mind? everything stops eventually. Um, sorry, my mind what's, is four. What's your mind? your mind is four, right. Then this is some potentially very bad news. I so am you're up against this character in the, in the party. Um, you're up against a four. Oh. Okay. Oh. Yep. And what's your soul? Five. I am quite soulful. Okay. So, if you'd like to roll against that four, you need a seven or less. To carefully work out how to correctly remove this without breaking it. Six. Six. Well done. It appears to have not perhaps a full screw thread under it, 
but it turns and then sort of you can <coughs> wiggle it upwards a little bit and it feels like it's coming away. So you think you've cracked that without actually cracking that. Cracking it. Now you've got a, a soul of uh, five, did you say? Yes. Okay. But I um, am uh, I am warded against warded. a number of things. Are you? Yep. Such as? Such as? I, I bought um, some heather from a gypsy in ah, brilliant. the Excellent. town square. Right. And she assured me it was protection against uh, all manner of magical attacks. So you just need to roll on your soul against a nine, please. Fuck off. Three or less. Uh, Sorry, pardon my friend. What did you say? Three or less? Yeah. Go on, no pressure. Uh, I've rolled a nine, which is a, a, a multiple of three. You very carefully move this thing. The hands around it move slightly away as you sort of turn the mechanism. And the head lifts slightly and the veil, as the hands then move off, they don't actually touch the veil. but It's, it's not the crystal ball, the is it? The veil moves back and you glance upwards into these amazing green eyes. They're gem-like. Uh, I mean that very much. They're not like eyes. They're really quite gem-like and lit up. And you are absolutely transfixed. And there's a faint sense of movement in the peripheral vision, almost like a writhing. But anyway. Oh. So Benjamin, um, seems to be going well out front there. You were having a look out. You were looking through the back door, weren't you? Just uh, I, I, well, I think I was still in, in the uh, shop area, yeah. but keeping a general lookout. Keeping a lookout into the back room to make sure nobody was, because uh, you thought an extra pair of hands wouldn't help at this stage. And apparently, oh. I was right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the plus very side, true. I've gone very quiet, Professor. The um, the things off the chart now. <laughs> Emmeline, I am going to need some rolls here from you. <laughs> oh. The crystal ball turns out to be a red herring, surprisingly. Uh, no, it just turns out to be a crystal ball. <laughs> with, a, with a small light under it. Although how the light works is another question, but frankly, not a very important one. Not at the moment. It's the light that isn't plugged in. It's amazing. It's not the first thing going through my mind, because the first thing going through my mind is granite. Don't worry about the radium poisoning. Right, what rolls would you like? You're going to need a roll against your body at this stage. Okay. You've got a good body. Don't worry. Steady. Very sensitive about that sort of talk. Soon to be immortalised in stone. Um, you are only rolling against a three, so what's your body? Uh, four. So I've rolled an eight. And you needed eight or less. Uh, <laughs> your fingertips feel a little tingly. Um, you're quite rigid and unable to move, and your gaze is currently fixed. But can you roll your soul? And you're up against a nine. Come on. Good chance. Actually, oh, no. Five. That's quite good. Okay. But you, yeah, can't, good. you can't look away. 
Benjamin. Can I do anything else? Uh, no, you can't, actually. You can make another roll in a minute. But could Benjamin make a quick roll on soul, please? This is against the... And, uh, and, uh, uh, I'll oh, do sorry. that either. Sorry, I didn't hear the target number over the Wookiee noises. <laughs> <laughs> well, just roll and I'll say you've won. Uh, it's against the four. Okay, I'm looking for a seven. And I'm getting a six. Six? Perfect. Yeah. Um... You've actually heard nothing, and um, there's no particular reason, but you're standing sort of looking out into the back, and you turn and glance over your shoulder, and you can see that Emmeline has got the the globe. Doesn't, there's a bit of a green light in her face, and she's staring at the figure. It's also obvious that the figure has moved slightly, and the arms are at a slightly raised position, and the veil is, is sort of held back. And she's just staring at it, not moving a muscle. I think the best thing to do would be to tackle her, as in knock her sideways. Oh, you have been just aching to do this all over. <laughs> well, obviously. Freeze me up, boys! <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, that sounds suitably athletic. What do you, what do you reckon? You've got a, a melee skill, or are you doing uh, something... Sad, uh... Sadly, no. Um, the closest I come is Moxman, alas, so it's probably going to be body, which I'm pretty terrible. Okay. Now, the... Now we see the implied is... violence in matriarchal, in patriarch, sorry, patriarchal society come implicit uh, as it, it proves the, you, it to be the fundamental. You're a lot better at the violence than I am, but, you know. Well, have you got riding? I have oh, tried. If you prefer, if no, you no. prefer, I could shoot you. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. Does Benjamin have riding? No. That's a shame. In what? Right. The question here then is how you're going about this. So you're effectively throwing yourself at Emmeline, knock her sideways out of the way. Yes. Hoping to knock her sideways. There is a very important point. Are you risking perhaps a glance at the thing as you go past, or are you going to be eyes shut? Because this thing has a supernaturally attractive gaze. I think so I have to have to my either... eyes open to make sure to make sure I'm in the right place. Okay. In that case, you will have oh, to make a roll on soul, but because you're not trying to look at the thing, it's not a nine. <laughs> so you are. We're only against a five here, so it's your soul against a soul five. Against five. Not, not to glance and get caught by the. Uh... I'm looking for a six or less, and I've rolled a five. Well done. You barrel straight into Emmeline, who just has time for a body roll against. Oh, four. thanks. Seven or less. Yeah. Oh, six again. Oh, you're okay. You've got a weird, tingling rigidity. Can't you get into the stage where actually your muscles are almost painful because it's either locked in place. When suddenly you are walloped from the side and pitched over, uh, and you fall over comically in exactly the same position that you were in there. Uh, would one of you like to roll a d6, please? Probably don't get an odd number. <laughs> Go for it, Nick. <laughs> One's even, isn't it? In um, non-Euclidean. You land, it takes a moment or two, and then your your muscles very painfully suddenly relax. Ah! Um, and your finger ends are really numb and almost hard to the touch. 
Does this include uh, smooth muscle, muscles muscle. or just skeletal? <laughs> you can check them all out. <laughs> well, one of them will be quite obvious. Not for another five minutes or so. Okay. Anyway, Benjamin is lying on top of you. And ah. just as you're there, suddenly realising it dawns on you, the position you're both in, there is a crash as the boy that you knocked over on your way down falls and smashes his head through the glass at the front of the shop and then breaks into several large pieces. Are you all right? Fine, you. It's the it's a gorgon, Benjamin. Um, the the so dummy is a gorgon. So have I come round to the front of the shop again? Uh, you can continue all the way around to the front if you want. At which point uh, you'll hear a crash of glass and possibly see a few bits of glass skitter out onto the pavement. Was there... You're certainly aware of the huge surge in power. In fact, it's quite possible it's blown out some of your detectors. Wow. Miss Green, do you remember whether there's a telephone number on the front of this shop? Do I? Was there? Is there? There's a telephone inside. Uh, well, that'll, so... do. that'll do. Well done, that'll do. Because I think, I think the best thing to do at this point is call the police. Uh, Either that or we run now. Can you run? I I think I can, but we've got to destroy this thing, Benjamin. Six people have died already. Look around and spot the statue. Yes, you're right. Careful how you look around. Yeah, uh, I think given the given the smashed window, I think it is time for the drapes at the front of the shop to be redeployed. Round the whole cabinet. Yes. Right. Okay. So you're you're pulling the blind down and then with eyes shut. Well, if you've got a big blind in front of you, it's kind of redundant. I mean, don't hamstring yourself completely. (laughs) (laughs) On one leg, holding over a marble leg. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's not too difficult to. I mean, you know what blinds are like; they come off even when you don't want them to. (laughs) He says, glancing across at Tina's blinds that he managed to pull down. But anyway, fixed it. Um, that thing. Was... Yes, you get you get the blinds down. They're they're pretty much almost like blackout blinds, effectively really dark. He's gone very much for the the dark look. Uh, throw it over the top, and it drapes down pretty awkwardly. It's, it's very stiff material, but it does completely obscure the front, and that's really where the the gaze is. The, fi- the figure doesn't turn at all; mm-hmm. it just looks straight forward. Yeah. We've got to. You've got to destroy this thing. Yes. The if question... the police get here, some are there at risk as well. The police will be here soon, I feel, one way or another. So it's, it's always good to have been the people who called them. I don't want to be responsible for any more deaths. And we know what this thing is now. You call the police by all means. I'll do that. We're, 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 we're going to be caught here anyway. So okay, might... if you're calling from here, the phone is just under the counter. You can see it quite clearly. Fine. It's obviously it's it's onto the counter to use it. It's, yeah, nothing obscure about it. And if I if I can get hold of our colleague, though he may not be our comrade there, he may not be on duty yet. But if he is there, then I'll obviously try to talk to him. Uh yeah, well, Sergeant, welcome. Yeah. Um, yes, yes, he answers. In fact, it's uh, it's not a very big place. 
Ah, Sergeant uh, Rigo- uh, Motion Constabulary. Ah, good, Sergeant. The rig- uh, ben, Captain Drake here. Regarding that matter we were talking Ooh, about, Captain of uh, the um, the schoolboys. Yes, uh, we have a solution, though I fear you're not going to like it. Oh, what was the light source? Landish one won't lead us trawling through the woods, is it? We already looked for the tram. What was the light source we brought with us again? You've got a torch, battery torch. What? A battery torch. You've just chosen not to use it. Yes. I, I'm yes. afraid. I'm afraid not. I, I fear you ought to um, come over to the uh, high street and the uh, and Gentry's Emporium. I put a point out. You can also turn the lights on if you want to in here. Uh, bring a blindfold. No, I was wondering whether I could set fire to this thing with it. No, <laughs> with the you torch, not so much. Don't, <laughs> don't set fire to the David reason David. why they're going to keep us out of jail until. I don't want anyone else to die. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going but... to arrest you. Before you do, sir, just have a look at this. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, so you didn't feel that thing. thing. It's crawling your um, brain like a. Granite Willy. <laughs> Thank not, you. Not something oh, which I have much dear, You're a fiction author and not a poet. That, that's the biggest. <laughs> <laughs> Look, just because I learned everything I know from Garth Marenghi. Anywho. So you're effectively just saying you, you need him at the shop then, that there's yeah. Yeah, bad, bad stuff afoot. Um, yes, as it happens, um, he'll be able to get there very quickly because they're not very far away. And in fact, uh, Constable Fellows is in the vicinity and will probably be heading back this way at some point anyway. But uh, periodically, he'll go past a, a phone booth, which will be either have the little flashing light on or will ring for him to check in. Um, so whichever happens first, it's probably about 10 minutes and they'll be back here. Spider. So, granite spider. Can put... Oh, what? Granite spider. As opposed to penis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure the people of, I think it's Pennsylvania, isn't it, the granite state? I'm sure they'd be particularly pleased that they're not the granite penis. <laughs> <laughs> the penis state. <laughs> that's another, no, that's Florida, surely. Yeah, very much so. Um, <laughs> hello, Florida. Uh, I've only been once, and it was weird. Um, Fine, like I'm in Florida. Completely. So, what's the situation? The the police are going to be there in a few minutes. The professor has noticed uh, that you've broken the front window somehow, mm-hmm. and is presumably coming around the back. If you if you oh, are no, coming I'm around, probably, the back, I'm probably going to stay at the front. Uh, and ah, well, in that window. case, you'll see them rip the blinds off, and you can now see what's going in. Well, they, they appear to have largely ransacked uh, portions of the shop. Professor, blinds down and done something to that booth. I say, Em, um, you would not believe what's happened uh, happened out here. I um, really would. There's a gorgon in here, Professor. Ah, right. Um, can I ask? <laughs> could I ask whether you took a time? Uh, whether you happen to be glancing at your uh, at your watch um, at the uh, at the point where the uh, where it uh, where it triggered. I, I was very much transfixed by its mesmeric gaze as it attempted to turn me into a living statue, uh, soon to be a non-living statue. I'm so disappointed you made those rolls. You've no idea. 
I didn't make all of them. TPK, but I did point out that the chances of you going in sequence. Well, I'm sure it won't happen to me if I. Well, no chance at all. I'll give it a go anyway. Get in here quickly. The police are on their way, Professor. Oh, no, I'll wait outside. It's killed again. (laughs) No, we need to share the blame. He's, right, he, the do arrive. Yeah, we'll just take take a few minutes to get our story straight. Yeah, Professor's equipment showed showed some uh, oddities, and uh, while in the process, we found these unlocked doors, etc. Except for the gate, of course, which is still locked. Yes, we didn't break anything. You, you, well, can we go well, and unlock I mean, it quickly <laughs> from the other end? The Not on the basis um, of our success so far. Yeah, well, you well, could because the key is on the inside. Well, let's go and select the police. It's not hidden away anywhere. Um, the gate basically he locks from the inside, and then he leaves the premises through the outside and closes that um, gate on the on the front door. So, so we'll obviously unlock the, the gate to let the police in, and that everything yeah. will be will be as it the should be. The gate to the yard is very easy for you to open, and does make it a little bit more obvious that you might not have broken in. Until we get to the um, actual creature from Greek mythology bits, that might be more awkward. That's the awkward bell. See how you handle that. Uh, Constable Fellows, uh, young Danny Fellows, who does indeed look about 12, um, helmet slightly too big for him, uniform slightly too big for him. Uh, he, he arrives he looks about the same age as John, then. Sees the professor standing there. Uh, uh, we, we've uh, had a call. Was uh, oh, yes. phone in, sir? Uh, no, no, no. Oh, um, it was my companions. Um, 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 they're in the shop. Um, they're in the shop. Ah, good uh, morning, good morning, constable. You better go around the back. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I tried this door earlier. It's all. Uh, it was all locked then. Right. I'll. Uh, I'll come around the back way, and off he goes. A few moments later, surprised that the rear gate is open, uh, he comes in. And uh, it's very dark in here. Yes. Keep yes. it that way, Constable, I, I suggest. There's something very well, dangerous in this room. Have you not switched the lights on now? I'm tra- being dramatic. <laughs> you didn't mention you had at the back. Um, he's got a torch, but uh, I mean, he will be using that so he doesn't fall over anything, unless you say otherwise. Careful. Uh, the important, no, what's, the important what's thing is nice in here. This is this concerns. I'm I'm sorry to say our, our professional um, operation. <coughs> uh, the, the sergeant is on the way. So uh... yes, he said he'd be coming out. I'm afraid there's been uh, another we... disappearance. But but we um, believe we have the solution to it. More interesting, the fact you appear to be breaking items in this shop, uh, which I should point Indeed, out indeed. Uh, I, I quite understand that uh, the, the, the appearance that this presents, and uh, rest assured, I'm prepared to give a full accounting of my actions. Well, I shall hope so. I'll have to ask you uh, not to leave the premises. Absolutely. Uh, a little while later, uh, just after uh, the... Uh... Meanwhile, I'm having a conversation through the glass, because obviously... There uh, a... Have you got a lighter by any chance, Constable? <laughs> Um, I've got some matches on me, sir. Oh. <laughs> it is very dark. It's the trousers. It's very dark in here, isn't it? Yeah. Emily, you are not setting fire to it. It's a, it, it is a remarkable scientific... You're shouting this through the glass. <laughs> it's creature is a source of unspeakable power, and it has to be destroyed. 
Yes. Do, we're, do, we're do excuse my colleagues, Constable. It's been a hard night. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, I, I noticed um, most of the kettle in the back. Um, anyone fancy a brew? I think that's a very good <laughs> idea. Oh, yes, please. I'm gasping. The sergeant arrives. Um, although you haven't quite found enough cups for everybody uh, by uh, rinsing one out and sort of brewing up in turn, you, you manage to get everybody a drink sooner or later. Oh, this is very nice, he says. He walks in. Captain uh, Jake. Uh, is green. Uh, press up. Well, um, what exactly is going on, uh, Constable Fellows? Have you established the nature of this incident? It better be serious. I'm afraid so. It does seem to be the, uh, the, the, uh, some degree of answer to these disappearances that we spoke about yesterday. I'm going to pick up a chunk of the child and say, I'm afraid there's been another murder. Are you going to pick up the head, maybe? <laughs> whatever, whatever bit. It's less dramatic if it's of a course. foot. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty much the less dramatic part of the body, isn't it? <laughs> the it happened in Bath, didn't it? They had a few feet turning up. Uh, it's happened on, um, on the coast in various places where they found training shoes with feet that appear to have been sliced off. Yeah. And for ages they thought it was it was basically like mob hits or down in Mexico they were murdering people and throwing them overboard. And they actually worked out it's um it's what happens if you're wearing training shoes and fall in and drown. That basically the training shoes float and the rest of you doesn't particularly after a while. Oh and the sharks get <laughs> and all that gets left with all the little fish and everything, they eat everything down to the shoe, which floats <laughs> currents take the same few beaches. <laughs> Anyway, um, so right, you've got a um, was that from the was that from the shop? Some of his uh, outre decorations, I can see. No, this was a child until this evening. You're having a giraffe. I'm Are you aware of the legend of Medusa? We we, we detected ab, ab natural emanations uh, from from the shop, and uh, went, went to. Oh see yes, it. I've got. <laughs> I've got some fantastic readings. Went, went, went to see if, well, if perhaps there you were... should get away get to those then, Professor. But we really could do with talking to you, and I don't think a lecture is the is the uh, thing to be doing quite at the moment. And uh, since we found the back of the shop unlocked, I uh, th- thought we'd better take a look just in case there were anything dangerous going on. And indeed, it seems there was. There is an extremely yeah, dangerous equipment. No, you, six people have died because of the equipment in this shop right at the moment. You you, you observe that um, some some of these uh, chunks of marble are still clothed. Well, yes, I, well, that looks like Billy Enshaw. What's a spitting image of him? It may well be. Well, it wasn't Billy. Why somebody would have a statue of Billy Enshaw in here? He wasn't exactly a nice looking lad. He has been turned to stone, not to be around the bush, Sergeant, by uh, a, by what we understand to be a creature. By, from by the apparatus in that cabinet. By the apparatus in that cabinet. And I believe you need to one. ask Mr. Gentry some searching questions. So what, because, what is it he says that's in this? Well, no, 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 careful. That is extremely dangerous, highly radiation, radiation leak. I strongly recommend only uncovering that in the most controlled circumstances. 
we suggest you get in touch with the proprietor of this shop because he must be the one who's disposed of the previous five. Uh, actually, it's even, it's even, let's be blunt about it. Um, this is a completely out of character thing. So basically, please do not, <laughs> would not be saying this. However, um, you actually have, you know, there is, a, there is a, a, a young PC who, um, um, uh, as, yeah, in police, uh, as in police constable, uh, who, um, you know, is, um, well, they, they, you know, expendable it's, it's before the war. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Observe its power. Just stand there. No, left a bit. Right. Okay. Observe its power. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, while that's kind not, of what I was thinking. There may yeah. not be a legal precedent for the resulting murder charge, but I suspect <laughs> that they would find one. <laughs> Well, um, you, could, you could drop it down quickly. What? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> so he's only, so for instance, petrified from the waist down or the waist up or <laughs> face down. Um, no, I was thinking drop the cloth back over. Surprise! Like, can, you, can you reverse most of this petrification? <laughs> um... Right. I mean, you're not seriously suggesting that to prove that you're not mad, you're going to murder the police. No, <laughs> no. I, I, I'm, I'm suggesting. I am suggesting that we might get a, 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 I don't know, a pig or a rabbit or something. Uh, let's not kill anyone or anything. Let's just tell him there's something Great, extremely dangerous within this cabinet, which has been responsible for six deaths already, and they need to talk to Mister Gentry as a matter of urgency. We have reason to believe that. Hard as it is to believe that this is actually the body of young Billy Watkins or whatever. Yeah, the said. problem is, the problem is at the moment, I don't believe us. Well, that's because <laughs> you have to get us into the face of fear, as I have. If you, know, you did want to find an animal, by the way, uh, Captain, uh, there's a dog sitting next to the... We're not killing... No one's truck. killing a dog. We don't even know if it works on dogs, for a start. It might only be human-based. <laughs> and the wrong way to find out. Let's not make a dog look at a gorgon, though it would make a nice um, paperweight in my office. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's about the size of an Irish setter. Okay, um, we need, I mean, if anything, we need a guinea pig. Stop. It's a... It's a it's a paperweight, but you wouldn't necessarily be able to use the desk. <laughs> um, let's, let, that's what we're saying. There's something very dangerous in here. We think it's been involved in six deaths. And you're telling me it's turned these people into stone. Yes. So that the the murder victims have then been buried in the road. Yes. That is why I fear you should uh, speak with Mr. Gentry. Because well, it's, forgive me for seeming a little sceptical, but it seems to me you've that... got in this magic box here, how does it make somebody turn into a statue? If we knew that, we, we would have a, a new weapon for the Empire. It would not be abnatural, sir. It would be natural. I like the way you immediately think of the military. It all flashes through your mind. They pay big money for this sort of thing. I'd like to see Johnny Martian style off against one of these. Yeah. <laughs> Martian, are you talking about now? <laughs> um, apparently, what did you say, um, M? It's something to do with the eyes? It's a gorgon. It has some crystals. It's been carved into a gorgon shape. Now, whether it's the crystals, I don't know, but it's too dangerous to attempt to get another look. We both experienced it. It has some sort of mesmeric influence to draw the gaze. 
and I felt myself growing hard looking at it. <laughs> See, that's, <laughs> it's a good thing that you're a girl. <laughs> Anyone have psychology? No. Um, no. No, because none of you picked the useful skill. Right. I have had to. Um, well, that's a, yeah, that's a possibility. You might be able to get to, to convince him then, uh, to give a really convincing explanation. You, you're really going to have to to try and convince the sergeant. Yeah, um, I, I, I am seriously proposing that, 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 that we get a medium-sized animal and test it. Sorry, 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 guys, there's one or the other. I can't hear what you're saying. Sorry, go on, Roger. Uh, I, I am proposing that we that we get a, a an expendable animal of some sort, perhaps from from, yeah, from where, wherever the local slaughtering for food happens. Yeah, you uh, see, you, well, you it, say it's getting on towards ten o'clock, midnight now, that sort of time. Um... You see, you say expendable. Sorry, animal. I, I thought I thought you said dawn. I, I apologise. Okay. Oh no, you haven't been there that long. It was it yeah. was getting dark okay. before out. Anyway, I, I, I am yeah. suggesting that yes, yes, I agree. This sounds implausible, and therefore I'm proposing that we demonstrate it on the police constable, uh, uh, on somebody a... who is not a subject of His Majesty. <laughs> Are either of you gentlemen married or have uh, dependents or family? <laughs> Would you just like to alter your will uh, in my favour and then wander over here? Um, <laughs> what could happen is it's a harmless cabin. So, what what is your acting? Then? Six. Bloody hell! Right. Uh, he's a fairly credulous person at heart. Uh, if you're up against a four with uh, with the sun. Okay, so that'll be a nine. I'm looking for. Mm. Uh, which is a good time to roll a nine. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yes, it's touch and go. But when you manage to to sort of calm everyone else down. And look him straight in the eyes and and give a really heartfelt performance. It, 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 yes, you seem entirely credible, although he can't quite. Yeah. You get the impression that he's not buying it, but he doesn't think you're exactly pulling the wall over his eyes. Clearly, something's happened here, and and your explanation <laughs> is a bit mad. But yes, what we'll, or, or the other hand... is we'll. We'll stay here until Mr. Gentry returns. Um, I presume he'll be back in the morning as normal. And uh, in the meantime, uh, I will have to ask you not to leave town. And we'll of course, be of course. And, and I, mu- I, must, I must stress to you again most strongly the importance of not looking under that cloth. All right, very well. If you don't believe anything else, believe that there's something extremely dangerous under there which could end your life. Right, I see. So we're going to have to uh, move this thing eventually, and obviously that does risk moving. All right. Well, look, if you can be here at uh, 8 o'clock tomorrow morning, then we'll we'll take things from there. But nothing's going to happen until we can get told of Mr. Jetry. Of course. Okay. Right. Um, In the meantime, I'll see if we can get this blind fixed. uh, Now I'm (laughs) nice and close. Um, Am I picking up any... you look under it. No. But am I picking up any residual radiation? Nope. None at all? On that Some ele- you're actually picking up what you think. Um, you think it might be radium. Ooh. Oh. That's just from the glowy crystal ball effects, Professor. I think. Burn it. 
Burn it. Burn them all. <laughs> because nothing helps your long-term health like setting fire to something that contains radium. I'm not proposing we stay around to find out. deeply, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, you can return in the morning if you like. I think matches have got radium in at this stage, aren't they? Phosphor. No, Phosphor. no, you're 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 confusing it with fossil jaw and that kind of thing, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, your watch. Yeah, ra- ra- radium watches, yeah, uh, and yeah. I think suppositories. That might be just a little later. There, there were radium suppositories for sure. Yeah. Um, and there was a radium jock strap. That was that was a good one. There were uh, such things as radium matches because they were silent. Not what I've come across. But... Well, you wouldn't be able to. You wouldn't strike them though, would you? Is it just so you can see where your matches are? Because that seems a little redundant. Radium silent matches made by the Ohio Match Company. Really, I can't believe they went out of business. Perfect for the times when you want to light up and someone else is trying to go to sleep. Possible use has radium got there? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I need to investigate you've... further. But I knew I'd actually start that... to actually get critical mass and heat up. I was thinking, Jesus, how much radium have they got in them? I don't know why they're silent, particularly. No, that's what I can't gather. But anyway, the following morning, round at 8 o'clock. Um, there is a constable at the front of the shop, and you notice that uh, a blanket or something has been put up. You can't see anything inside at all. Uh, everyone is, in fact, going in and out through the back, just because it's a little bit less obtrusive for the, uh, uh, the public and that kind of thing. Hmm. Uh, when you go around, there is a constable at the gate who's uh, been waiting to expect you. The, um, the sergeant managed to get away for a couple of hours, but he's back, and they're pretty much just waiting on Mr. Gentry turning up. Uh, there is um, a slightly nervous and yet somehow smug-looking Danny Fellows who is there with a small cage of mice. Oh. Fair enough. Small animals, you said. Well, it seems reasonable. I don't, I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't know whether there's a daytime or nighttime thing, but it seems worth a try. Right. Yeah, I've got these off my niece. <laughs> Excellent. Yep, let's let's explain There's, that one then, um, Uncle, <laughs> Uncle Daddy. You can hear voices <laughs> out front and somebody sounding a little bit uh, put out. And then shortly after, the constable comes around alongside Mr. Gentry, who is carrying a travelling bag and uh, looks a little flustered. Oh, well, may I ask why everybody's in my shop? Yes, there's, there's been a terrible accident. An accident? Hmm, Captain Drake, isn't it? Yes, a, oh. a, a, specifically a petrification. Petrification? Looking at him quite carefully to see yes, whether, so whether he's surprised. For a reaction there. Does anyone have psychology? No, yeah, detective, but no. Uh, it would be psychology to... Re- you could, yeah, fair you enough. could make a rule um, using your, your soul. Possibly you could make it with acting. But it's I, I'll have a go. See, acting hard. like a spish pog. Um, even if he was, I wouldn't know it. Um, I've rolled an 11, so clearly he is. <laughs> no, he just looks like a man who's very surprised to come in for work in the morning <laughs> and find that people are in his shop and there's all sorts of breakages. 
that's, that's a valuable bug that's thrown over there. There's been... The Hand of Glory isn't damaged, is it? It isn't. Gentry, this isn't the first time you've come in to find something expected in your shop, is it? Well, yes. I mean, everything else in here, I, I've... Myself. I didn't bring in any... Uh, it's not so much things you've brought in, it's what you've had to take out. I don't quite follow you, Miss Green. Statues, Mr. Gentry. Fully like clothed statues. statues. Yes. But it looks absurd. I wouldn't have anything like that in the shop. Who's going to buy a thing like that? No one. That's why you buried them, isn't it? Buried them? Well, I bought a, a, a job lot sight unseen, realised how ridiculous it looked, and thought, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll, I'll bury them at the local allotment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's entertaining, but not really worth starting my day in quite this fashion. I do have a shop to open, and it's like there's some consider. What have you done to the carpet? It's all completely rucked up. You're a good liar, Mr. Gentry, but your story doesn't quite stand up. Unlike your victims. <laughs> it's great. I am a patient man. And I deal with some very unusual things. But there is a limit to my patience. And unless somebody can tell me what is going on, who has caused all this, and whether someone is going to be charged for it, I shall have to ask you all to leave. Well, really, first of all, it would be the... Um, where did you get that uh, box from? Well, this... Well, the man named Worthing, if you must know. Hmm. Anyway, how long have you had it? It doesn't work. How long have you had it? Well, a couple of months. Been in storage till I got the shop open. It just looks so good, I thought I'd put it in, despite the fact that I haven't managed to get it working yet. Uh, frankly, I'm not sure that it'll work with the electricity here. It's. Uh, when did you move it into the shop, Mr. Gentry? Just before we opened. Which was yesterday. No, no, a few days ago. Uh, nearly a week now. I see. Yeah. Danny, um, so, um, my, all my, so I have basically brought the uh, steam trunk on, on, on bicycle wheels with me, obviously, because, hey, it's better. Uh, <laughs> you realise anyone looking at it is going to think, oh, it's got a body in there. It just looks so unbelievably <laughs> suspicious. <laughs> so I, so, so, so it's it's a, so I I now have the machine that goes bing, or basically all ready to go bing. Um, and okay. actually now it's still. Um, I am actually thinking um, I, that um, probably throughout most of the rest, most of the last night, um, I was attaching a um, paper trace. Um, for basically, uh, so basically like a seismograph. Yeah. Um, basically, for, so based on that frequency. So I'm kind of hoping that um, if we can um, expose those mice to the uh, to the um, to, to to the ray, I'm, I'm I'm kind of hoping that I'm going to um, actually be able to capture something. All right. Okay. So what what's your proposal? Well, um, we all come to this side of the. Uh, of the case, uh, um, Danny leaves the uh, mice over on the other side. Um, we um, raise the uh, the blind. Might might have to uh, manipulate the ball a bit to get the thing to activate as before. 
Yeah, it can't just do it automatically or everyone well, that no, came you, to the shop. You, you, can, you, could go in to, you could go in from the back and just lift the veil from the other side. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. Right. Uh, where are you putting the mice? In, right. direct, in, the, in, the, in the direct view of where the... Uh, well, just on well the hang on. The I, in the interest of uh, minimising cruelty, gentlemen, one mice will suffice. <laughs> Mouse, I think, is Mouse. the word. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose that is what's required at this stage. And, and, and on, <laughs> on, with the six murders. On a table or a stool or something so that they're clearly right. in the line of sight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. Right. I, I hate Mises to pieces. Everyone. I, what, I, I mean everyone, now. even the sergeant who actually believes that you've got a handle on this. He's looking at you as if you're mad, but because the sergeant does believe that you aren't going to make him look like a fool, which, believe me, he'll make you pay for if it happens, he's going to go ahead with it. Right, you are. Uh, Constable, if you come around to this side and around to this side, everybody step behind this line. What is it we're looking for again? Uh, I believe you'll know it when you see it. It's rather like pornography. I'm not familiar with the word, Miss Pornography. Uh, it's oh, just right. something I've been working on. <laughs> I wonder how you were paying for that office. <laughs> so, Constable Fellows puts, uh, brings in a, a table and puts a box on it and puts the cage now with one mouse. He's got a couple of mice that he's trying to hang on to. If there's only works at night, we're naffed. <laughs> so, the uh, in room case, is, no our exit. is blanked off from the front. Nobody can peek in through any of the windows. They've boarded up mm-hmm. the broken pane of glass. And they've put a, a big heavy blanket up. Everyone steps back, and you are now either back into the side or almost directly at the back of the booth. And what you're now going to lift the blind over? We're going to lift the veil actually off the. Well, f- first of all, remove first of all remove the overall covering cloth, but then. Right. But so we know that can't be enough by it itself. Right. Yeah. Because otherwise everyone that came in the shop would be petrified. That is a bit spooky. Uh, okay, nothing I happens. Afraid, I was petrified. You will notice, however, that the hands have moved back to the original position and the head is bowed forward and the veil, you presume, is therefore in place. Yeah, right. So, so we're going to lift the veil. After you covered it up, it seems to have gone back to its original position. Yeah. Yep. Right. If you start to lift the veil, the hands shudder into life and move back mm-hmm. and the head straightens up. Good. Again, it doesn't turn it is straight, and it's looking straight ahead. Good. The mouse Sorry about the this. Door, it then turns around a little bit snuffles back and forward in the cage. Sergeant is starting to look like he may have made a bad career choice here but it's what him is going to say. And then the mouse turns and stops completely and is staring directly at the face in the booth. And on the trace? Uh, forget, forget, all, forget everything that's happening there. What I'm looking we, at the We have a continual binging <laughs> and your marker keeps going off the edge of the paper. Okay, well done. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a few seconds just to be on the safe side and then, then put the veil down and replace the cover. Right. The mouse is definitely not moving. You can't tell if it's 
turned to stone because it was a white mouse, which on retrospect probably wasn't <laughs> ideal. But um, from this distance, it doesn't look healthy anyway. It's absolutely stopped. And yeah. the eyes look a little bit we'll, we'll pull the mouse round. Well, uh, everything back up. Sergeant, would you like to inspect the mouse at this point? When the veil went uh, down, yeah. did the trace go back to normal? Faded off quite quickly. Brilliant. No, no, because actually, th- th- I actually now have a reasonably idea for at least for this for this particular type type of thing. I might have a working detector. Yeah, well, you've got two because there's also the mouse. Yeah, well, one's a little <laughs> bit more than the other. A reusable detector. Well, you never know. Maybe you can well, store it. Two mice. The um, the sergeant opens the door of the cage and reaches in and picks the mouse up by the tail, and the tail snaps off, and the mouse drops heavily back into the cage, and he is holding a stone mouse tail. Well, I'm convinced. When one has eliminated the impossible. I think I'm going to have to make a few phone calls, and Mr Gentry, I fear that uh, you may have to come down to the station and answer a few questions. Gentry is protesting his innocence. It may even be true. Well, hmm. it may so, be. Oh, so the question now is whether you to get, wish to go any further, if you've got anything you need to wrap up, or if you've got your man in your... I mean, my main question is, who are we going to invoice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might have to stop, I'm afraid, guys, because yeah, uh, right. I'm in work tomorrow at... Um, what? Yeah, I'm working tomorrow. Terrible life choice. You pervert. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, it is the last time I'm. Me. <laughs> it is the last time I'm working this week, and then I'm back in work then in a, a week on Monday. So, oh, well, fair enough, you bastard. Yeah, you're yeah. not endearing yourself to us at all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, right, well, we can we can, if you like, draw a blind over this. Uh, um, and in the uh, who knows, I see in the- what you did there. The next adventure of uh, Moody and Grey, you may find out if there have been any repercussions. Mm. Mm. Thank you very much, John. Yeah, thank you for that. That was ace. I really enjoyed that, John. And, I think uh, you twigged from the start it was going to be the Medusa. Well, that was my guess, but... We we were on the petrification. I, I Basilisk slash Medusa were, yeah. were high on the list. I was still um, edging towards uh, teleportation, but um, that was... <laughs> But that was more bit from... of an outlier. But I can... yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But no, that was more from um, when they were they were turned into statue. There was no um, um, they'd lost all their internal organs and so on. But uh, uh, magical effect, you see? Mm. Yeah, app natural oh, effect, well. please. Uh, well, indeed, indeed, because obviously um, somebody looking at something couldn't turn them to stone anyway. So it has to be more extreme than that. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Thank I now all. have I now have my abnatural detector. So, uh, <laughs> what more does a man want? Well, one specific uh... type of abnaturality. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it could be a little bit uh, specialised, but still better than nothing. Thank you, everybody. No, it was excellent. And we'll sort out um, what's next, I guess. Yeah. So far. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Cheers. 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 Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you all. Bye. Bye. Bye.